Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael. Fashion for everyone. Good rainy Tuesday, Sandy. Hello. Good morning. Enjoying the thunder and lightning. And hopefully it won't strike the station, though. I know. We just saw a (laughs) lightning outside. Yes. I love this kind of weather. Yeah. But um, in today's... Not friendly, not friendly to, uh, you know, electronic things like radio stations. I know. It's very true. But All right. Not. In today's Spilling the Tea segment, we've got mm-hmm. the port who has finally decided to pay some $1.6 million in back pay. This is quite a big deal, actually, because their staff have been saying for a really long time, you owed us this money. They even mm-hmm. lawyered up and it's been a back and forth and fighting over money and so finally, they've agreed that the money is owed. So this dates back to, um, gosh, 2010, when they decided to reduce hours, work hours for everyone by 10 hours a month. Oh, and wow. the hourly workers were put back to 10 hours a month and they were compensated. But the people who got paid monthly had their um, hours increased over time, but they were never, uh, the pay was never reinstated. So they were like, hold on. You guys have miscalculated this and we should be paid. And finally they agreed. And now they've set aside $1.6 million in the budget to um, pay them. And going forward, it's going to cost the port uh, $350,000 per annum to continue to pay them for those extra um, 10 hours that they work. Yeah. Guess who's going to put the bill for that? Hmm. Well, we always do. I mean, exactly. But you know what? If people work the hours, they should be compensated. We don't expect people to work yeah, for, for free. Sure. Oh, for sure. So, um, Yes. Um, so, uh, there was a, a boat that came in on Sunday, I believe from Honduras. That's causing a lot of whispering and suspicion in the community. We Mm. hope to have something up on the website later on today, but basically we understand that customs CBC, um, carried out an operation along with the, um, coast guard. And, uh, that resulted in some allegedly some drugs being found and money, and we are waiting an official confirmation of those things. But it looks like somebody's in trouble with that boat. Rut row. Yep. Yes. It's uh, a surprise, spe- though, about all these <laughs> bo- fishing boats. Yeah. Speaking of boats, um, the Panama Canal. The drought has been causing um, ships coming out of the Panama Canal to be delayed by weeks. Wow. It's pretty wild. As most people know, the Panama Canal is, um, you know, big, I think one of the biggest canals, or if not the biggest in the world. And there's a lot of ships that come through there um, bringing goods all over the, the world, really. But however, um, because of the drought, <clears throat> the water level has dropped and um, the Panama Canal Authority has reduced the maximum ship weights and daily ship crossings to try to conserve conserve water. So... Um, you know, it's considered a vital waterway that connects both the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. And they've been really struggling with the challenges, as they say, you know, just unprecedented low water levels caused by this prolonged drought. And right now there are ships who cannot come through the canal and they're being delayed by weeks. Wow. If you've got goods, you can appreciate what that could mean in terms of increased costs and so on. So um, 160 vessels are delayed, um, some by as much as 28 days. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. It is could, you, uh, could you sail the South America in 28 days? 
or is it? I guess you would. It would be a lot of fuel, extra fuel costs, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. It's kind of a wash. Yeah. Fuel and food. And I don't know. I don't know what the logistics entails. Like, how do you? I mean, I'm sure there's a way, but logistically, mm-hmm. it's probably iceberg. more of a nightmare as well. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. iceberg right ahead. Yeah. All right. All right. So the U.S. Border and Customs and Border Control has announced a temporary data freeze for the Customs Trade Partnership Against Terrorism and the Trade Compliance Program portals. <clears throat> this freeze um, is going to take place from September the 16th to the 30th, uh, where trade users will not have access to the portals. This is important because this actually impacts some people here. So the CBP uh, said that it's necessary to transition to a new portal and ensure data consistency between the versions of software. And um, as a result of that, you know, they're going to put a freeze for those uh, days from the 16th to the 30th, basically a couple of weeks. And they're going to grant a 30-day extension for trade partners um, with due dates in September and October. So just a little heads up if that impacts you. Uh, Miracle Brokers International has shared that information with uh, all of you. So take note. All righty. Those are New Year's headlines this morning. We're also watching Tropical Storm Franklin in the Caribbean. Yeah. Keep an eye on him. We we're, are we're uh, over the DR. and Yeah, it's it's not going to come towards us. It's going to go over Haiti and the DR. Yeah. So that, is good. that is good news. But For us. Awesome. Right. I got eight seconds left, so I'm going to say bye-bye. All right. See ya. All right. Uh, yeah, we're watching that one. Bigger. Bigger. Better. Better. Older. Older. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea. And committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is 345-936-2626 all right good morning folks good morning good morning good morning to one good morning to all how are you guys doing this tuesday morning oh my gosh so much news coming in whoa hello everybody happy tuesday um just receiving some a bit of sad news this morning actually uh give me one second here let me get my bearings on these messages oh my goodness wow all right I hope you guys are okay. Unfortunately, we've got some some bad news to report. I hate starting out a show with bad news. Can I just tell you? However, 
Um, there was a fire this morning, apparently, in the um, district of East End. And a house has burnt down on John McLean Drive. So that's the word that I'm receiving um, this morning. I see a number of people in my WhatsApp group asking about what was going on. So folks, uh, we've got confirmation. I don't want to give out the person's name, like whose house it is, but we do know that information as well. Um, but we do have, again, another CMR exclusive. Sadly, this morning, this is not the kind of news that we like to um, deliver to people. Um, unfortunately, we've got a, a house fire and someone has lost their home. Oh my gosh, how sad. So ironic that we were talking about this yesterday in terms of the devastation and the complete loss that is involved uh, in a house fire. <sighs> My goodness. Uh, so again, folks, uh, someone's home on John McLean Drive, unfortunately has burnt down. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Just having a look at some of the messages this morning. Um, Mm. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. So sad. <sighs> okay. All right. Um, as we get more information, we'll certainly let you guys know. Um, one person says that it's on Quantum Road and it may have impacted multiple homes. So as soon um, as we get further details on that, we will certainly let you guys know. Um, okay. All right, that's, that's what we know for now. Um, the roadways are obviously wet. So um, we're asking for all of you to please be careful. We're already aware of um, some accidents on the roadway this morning. And um, just take your time. I know parents are getting ready to, I think most schools start back tomorrow, I think, both public and private schools. So some of you, the roads are probably a bit busier already, but uh, really asking for you guys, so please take your time on the wet roadways this morning. Lots of thunder and lightning out there. Just give yourself lots of car length between vehicles and um, slow down a bit. All right, we do have some guests who are going to be joining us this morning as well. So good morning to Miss Vernita. Um, good morning, Miss Omeria. She says that she's waiting. Yes, honey chow. She says, oh, what a blessed and rainy morning. Irvelyn is here. Miss Jolene is here. We've got uh, Caradine. Thank you so much, Caradine, for joining us. Oh, public schools go back on Thursday. Private next week. No, some private schools are back this week. So um, thank you for that. So someone said new orientation, new student orientation is tomorrow. I'm assuming this is government schools. And then all students are back on Thursday. Okay. Some private schools start back full tomorrow, actually. 
So the roadways will get busy again um, in the morning hours for sure. All right, Triple C starts back next week. Okay, yeah, they're probably the last ones to start then because I think most private schools are back this week. Stephen, good morning to you. Miss Nick, Miss Nikki, good morning. She says, getting my life together for work. It's a beautiful day in Vero Beach. Oh, nice. Uh, Wee Wee, Siobhan, Everton is here. Miss Diamond Princess, Debbie joining us. Patricia Blake in the house. Asking everyone to please be safe on the roads today. Miss Iva, good morning to you. Hope you're on a good road to recovery and you're starting to feel better. Ethel, um, terrible rain in West Bay. Oh, don't say the rain is terrible. We need it. Uh, she says, yes, it's raining cats and dogs. And um, we're thankful for that. Stephanie, CMR fan, stay safe on the roadways. Even if you're not a CMR fan, we still want you to stay safe on the roadway. Everybody, because, you know, your safety impacts all of us. Good morning, Eddie Powell, joining us from the Philippines. Hello, Eddie. How you doing? Miss Aline is in the house. Miss Ethel says, here, not her. Oh, sorry. Sensitive touchscreens. No worry. Felicia, Cynthia says, good morning, Sandra. Please ensure that the radio is working today. <laughs> it should be, unless lightning hits it again, Miss Cynthia. But that was a lightning strike. And uh, yeah, honey, child, I have no control over the radio. I mean, I do my thing from here. But thankfully, those guys were at DMS. They were on it. It came back up at some point, um, I think, after 930 yesterday. So, yeah, I got struck by lightning. So I think they had to send someone out there physically to, like, restart it or whatever. Ugh, what a mess. Nicole is in the house. Miss Barbara G is here. Uh, Melita is here. Melita, I'll give you a call later on today. Miss Marjorie sending birthday greetings to Celicia Bancroft on her 50th birthday today. Hey, you got a 50-year-old? You're old enough to be my mama. Um, August the 22nd. Yes, from her family and friends. Wow. Lots of 50-year-old babies. Lots of people born in 1973, I feel like. Jamar, good morning. Richard is in the house. Good morning from Celine and him. Ogre, good morning. Sonia is here. She said, so sad about the house fire. I'm sure we'll get some more details as the morning um, progresses. And of course, this community believes in supporting each other. So we'll rally around them and see how we can help. Um, Miss Ethel says, a lot of lightning and thundering again. Yes, indeed. Jamar begging people to please slow down. He said, these stupid drivers, slow down in the rain. Good morning, Ruby. Miss Morna, how are you? First Lady says, good morning to all. Have a blessed day. Miss Lucille Forbes is here. Says, I'm watching you spilling the cold hard truth. Can't take it too bad um, for them. Some can't take it too bad for them. Stay safe. Miss Ethel Silk. What is this one? Sil three. Oh, gosh, I have no idea what that means, but good morning to you. How am I supposed to pronounce that? Slink, slink, slink. I don't know what that is. Hey, Paul. Uh, Miss Bonnie, thank you for joining us. Again, our thoughts are going out to everybody in the beautiful district of East End. Jim is here. Uh, KK says, I miss out on a lot. When? Today? Yesterday? When? Brenda's in the house. Eddie Powell says, it's raining here. 
And is that Rizal Philippines also? I got to visit the Philippines. It's a lot of islands. Very, very beautiful. Brandon says, good morning. Great rain in East End. Eddie Powell. Uh, oh, that's Silent K. Is that what that is? Oh, Silent K. All right. Wendy Foster in the house as well. Good morning to all of you. I think some of you may be sending me pictures of, what is this? Oh, there's an accident by Northward Road. Oh, yeah. I heard about this one. The tow truck is there. Again, folks, um, slow down. Mm -mm. Hope Academy started back yesterday. Um, all right. So school is starting back. And of course, we have to be incredibly appreciative of, uh, you know, what teachers go through. I mean, listen, I would not want their job for all the money in the world. Not with y'all children. <laughs> I enjoy teaching, but I need a more mature audience. So I want to thank all of our teachers who are returning to the classroom and who really make a difference in the lives of our children. So um, I want to remind you as parents to show a little bit of gratitude, right? You're gonna go there today and, or sometime this week or next week and drop off your kids and they're gonna spend the majority of their time with these teachers. So of course I want to, um, you know, just encourage you to tell them thanks to say good morning, you know, take them. I don't think they'll probably eat apples from you anymore, but you know, there is um, some sort of appreciation that you can show for your teachers. So I got a couple little videos that I have queued up. Some of them are humorous about what teachers must be feeling and what they're going through. Morning, Rocio. Good morning to Yasmin. Yanita is, Janetta, sorry, is in the house. Um, they want to bump up some more salaries for teachers, says KK. Marshall, good morning to you. So check this one out. If you are a teacher, you will totally understand this. Hey, Miss Smith. Yeah, sorry to call you on the first day of school, Mr. Principal. Yeah, I got Jennifer up here in the office. Yeah, she's having a really, really rough day. Yeah, I just wondered maybe you or her grandma could maybe come pick her up. I just don't want to send her home. Yeah, I had to send the counselor down there because she wasn't doing anything. She was refusing to do anything in the classroom. She's just had a really rough day, so I'm thinking maybe it would be good if maybe somebody could come pick her up. Yeah. Well, why has her day been so bad? Well, she started out by she said everybody was making fun of what she was eating for lunch. What? Oh, and making fun of her hair and making fun of her first day outfit. So she just hates this place. She keeps saying everybody's stupid. What? Including me. Your mama said not to be sassy. So I'm wondering if maybe somebody could come pick her up. We got to school in about 45 minutes. Okay, great. Exit. You'll be here within an hour. Okay, all right. We'll talk to you later. Okay, your mama's coming up here and she's going to talk to you and you can stay in Miss Dewsnap's office. But here's what oh. we're going to do. You're going to go home and talk to your grandma, talk to your mama, and you're going to have a... Okay, hold on. Somebody said no audio on radio. One second, one second. Really? Hmm. Okay. You should have audio. Uh, okay, give me one second. Let's see what's going on. Hmm, this is so bizarre. Okay, you guys can hear on Facebook. 
Uh, give me one quick second here. Uh, you're coming through, but no video sound. All right, let me check this and see. I thought we had this sorted out last week. Good grief. All right, let's try this. All right, we'll start it over. Yeah, sorry to call you on the first day of school to principal. Yeah. yeah, I got Jennifer up here in the office. Yeah, she's having a really, really rough day. Yeah, I just wondered maybe you or her grandmother could maybe come oh. pick her up. I just don't want to send her home. Yeah, I had to send the counselor down there because she wasn't doing anything. She was refusing to do anything in the classroom. She's just had a really rough day, so I'm thinking maybe it would be good if maybe somebody could come pick her up. Yeah. Well, why has her day been so bad? Well, she started out by she said everybody was making fun of what she was eating for lunch. What? Oh, and making fun of her hair and making fun of her first day outfit. So she just hates this place. She keeps saying everybody's stupid. What? Including me. Your mama said not to be sassy. So I'm wondering if maybe somebody could come pick her up. Uh -oh. You got to school in about 45 minutes. What's going on in the radio Okay, this great. Morning. Excellent. Hold You'll on, be here with an hour. Hold on. Okay, all right. We'll talk. I can hear something is playing, but very low. Oh, good grief. Are you kidding me? All right. Give me one second. Let me see what's shaking on this end. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Let me just check one other setting. This is bizarre. I swear I never touch anything and still it's like not behaving. I know you guys heard it yesterday. Mm. All right. Give me one second here. Google Chrome. Um, okay. Let me adjust this. Maybe this is where this needs to be. All right, Chuck, tell me if you can hear. I can hear something is playing, but just can't hear it. Okay. We can hear you talking. That your computer audio is not coming in. All right, give me one second. Let me know now if you can hear it this time. Yeah, yeah. sorry to call you on the first day of school, the principal. Yeah, I got Jennifer up here in the office. Yeah, she's having a really, really rough day. Yeah, I just wondered maybe you or her grandmother could maybe come pick her up. I just don't want to send her home. Yeah, I had to send the counselor down there because she wasn't doing anything. She was refusing to do anything in the classroom. She's just had a really rough day, so I'm thinking maybe it would be good if maybe somebody could come pick her up. Yeah. Well, why has her day been so bad? Well, she started out by she said everybody was making fun of what she was eating for lunch. What? Oh, and making fun of her hair and making fun of her first day outfit. So she just hates this place. She keeps saying everybody's stupid. What? Including me. Your mama said not to be sassy. So I'm wondering if maybe somebody could come pick her up. We got out of school in about 45 minutes. Okay, great. Excellent. You'll be here within an hour. Okay, all right. We'll talk to you later. Okay, your mama's coming up here, and she's going to talk to you, and you can stay in Miss Dewsnap's office. But here's what we're going to do. You're going to go home and talk to your grandma, talk to your mama, and you're going to have a better day tomorrow. You know why? Because these are kids, and you're the teacher. And sometimes they're going to make fun of what you're wearing and what you're eating and your haircut. And you're an amazing teacher and you got to get through the school year and we cannot start the school year this way. So you're going to suck it up and you're going to have a good day tomorrow. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. You have a good day. All right. Go down to Mrs. Dewsnap's door. All right. You can sit in there. All right. Talk to you later. Good Lord.
Oh, sorry. Forgot to unmute myself. Good grief. What kind of issues we got going on this morning? I was saying, in case you missed the memo there, um, that is, uh, a, you, you, the joke is you think that he's talking about a student who wants to go home and who's complaining about everything, but it turns out it's actually a teacher that is like, I can't take that stress. I want to go home. These kids are horrible. They're making me cry. They're making fun of my uniform. And uh, poor teachers, they really have a lot that they are going through. Now, here's another one on a serious note for teachers um, that I thought was quite interesting. And this is really all about work-life balance because I know that there are a lot of teachers who really, really, um, you know, dedicate their entire life to their profession and to teaching. But um, here is one that adds some time to perhaps sit back and reflect. A lot of teachers work their butt off winning at school, but a lot of times we don't win at home. So the school gets the best of us and then home gets the rest of us. Mm. I want to encourage you to work harder on your obituary than you do your resume. I want to encourage you to work harder on your obituary than you do your resume. When you leave this earth one day, your obituary is going to say survived by. Mm. And it's not going to list your students. It's not going to list your coworkers. It's going to list your family. The reason I'm passionate about this win at home concept is because I've failed in this area. I've been coach of the year several times and teacher of the year, but I don't know if I've ever been husband of the year. Mm. Wow. That one's pretty deep. Um, geez, isn't that something? He said he's been coach of the year, teacher of the year, but chances are he hasn't been husband of the year and he probably hasn't been father of the year to his kids either. Isn't that something uh, to reflect upon? Hmm. So um, I think everything is really um, about the balance in life, right? There are those of us who are super, super focused on work and, um, you know, that has its place. You know, you want um, success in your profession, but the real question is at what cost, right? So um, I was listening to something yesterday I'm going to share with you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have a short um, live, live segment that I'm going to play some recorded stuff for you guys. And you guys really have to listen to this one because, again, this is all about being present in the moment. So many times we're doing something and we're planning the next day, we're planning the next hour, we're planning. And so, honestly, we do not um, – get the opportunity to enjoy and savor and live in the moment. So somebody's asking, what uh, station is Bobo? It's 89.1 FM. Number one, listen to a radio show in the morning for sure. So tune in, Bobo 89.1 FM. You can listen live on radio and they've also got online feeds and stuff as well. Miss Dorothy McLeod joining us from Florida. Thank you so much. Perla says that's a good message um, for teachers and, um, someone's mentioning about the importance of mental health in the workplace. Um, yes. And just like your life, you know, I find that when you, when you're, um, really, really dedicated to your work, whether you're a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, you love your work, of course. And it takes a lot to, um, you know, be the, at the top of your profession. So you dedicate a lot of hours, you dedicate a lot of time 
And it is a real struggle to find that that work-life balance. I mean, I struggle with it all the time because this particular job is so incredibly different. It's not the usual job. It's not a nine to five, right? So I don't get to say, oh, five o'clock, let me clock out and I'm done, right? I've got people messaging me all hours of the night and day. And I've had to put some boundaries in place. So now after a certain time at night, unless it's an absolute emergency, you can call me 50 million times, I'm really not going to answer the phone. You're better off sending a voice note and I'll listen to it later on, you know, but I'm constantly on my phone. I'm reading messages. I'm listening to stuff. Um, you know, it is, I, I can see how people can and do get overwhelmed. It's like sensory overload. And so you've got to find the balance, folks. It is uh, very, very um, important. Oh, yes. Jump on. Jump on. Shall I send you the show link? Hold on. Let me send you. Um, or do you want to call in? How do you want to? You want to call? Or you want to join video? We can do it both ways. Um, so, yeah, this, this balance is, is important, I think. Um, there's so many times when we get it wrong. And you live an entire life and then you reflect back on your life. And as that video said, uh, what's what's your obituary going to say? You know, oh, Sandy was the best talk show host. Is that really going to matter? No, I want to be the best mom and the best wife and the best person that I can possibly be. So um, there's there's balance, you know, and I know sometimes my husband really feels it. Uh, everywhere we go, there's no such thing as like privacy. Um, people are always like, oh, you know, I want to talk to you about this problem and that problem. And I'm sure sometimes he's like rolling his head. He's a very patient person, but there are times that it does kind of um, take a toll. And we have to be cognizant that it's happening and then really try to put some um, put some boundaries in place for our own mental health and uh, and well-being. So look at who we got in the studio with us this morning. <laughs> Hey, Cousin Chuck, what's up? Morning, Sandy. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. So good to see you. I think this is the first time you're joining the show like this. So it's good yeah, to see you. Yeah, I, I, I tuned in. I, I, I'm always listening. But, you know, when, when you talk about work and finding that balance, mm -hmm. you know, we have become a 24-hour society. Mm -hmm. And your job, my job is so, you know, up in 24 hours, you know, you can find us usually mm -hmm. doing something work-related. Yeah. And I think it's very important for people to hear that there has to be that balance. It's taken yeah. me, I don't know, 20 years to try to find that balance. And sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't work. But then mm -hmm. you have to understand what works for you. Right. And like with me, I know, hey, my cutoff time is X, Y, Z time. My phone is down because I, I literally for years didn't have a mm -hmm. radio in my house because it was work. Mm -hmm. I'm always critiquing things. I'm always listening to things. And I was like, okay, you know what? I need to find the balance for me that my family doesn't mm -hmm. suffer, that my friends, that I don't suffer. Yes. So it was very critical for that. And then, you know, um, K-Man has become a radio station it's itself because, you know, everything is watching. So we're constantly mm -hmm. making sure that our public um, image is there. And that requires 24-hour presence, whether it's Facebook, whether it's radio, whether mm -hmm. it's Insta, what, whatever you're doing, you're yes. constantly on. So you need to find a time to be constantly off. <laughs> it, exactly. It's very critical. 
Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, even when I go on vacation, because I know how much people enjoy the show and, you know, I like for there to be continuity, you know, if I can accommodate it, I'm going to, you know, be live in, in the mornings. Um, now I'm going away in October and I've made the decision that come October, come hell or high water, I'm not going to be live for those two weeks that I'm, you know, halfway around the world. I'm going to live in the moment. I'm going to soak in the beauty of the environment that I'm in. And just live and be present and have like a proper vacation. This will be the first vacation that Marlon and I are taking alone uh, without Gianna for an extended period of time. So, you know, when I was reflecting on it um, in a 10 year relationship, we haven't done that. She's now seven. So we haven't done Mm -hmm. that in a minute, you know, so I think it's important for you to spend time with your family members, with your loved ones, individual time with your kids um, to really build and, and nourish those relationships. But it is really, really hard, especially if you are a driven person when it comes to work, right? Yeah. You're, you're a perfectionist. You, you you want it to be perfect. You want it. And, and I will tell you, over the course of time, you'll make sure that you plan out. So a, a two-week vacation may mm-hmm. take three months of planning, in my case, to happen because I got to mm-hmm. make sure that while I'm gone, everything continues to run, yeah. you know, God forbid he hits us with lightning again and I don't have a $2 fuse that <laughs> knocks everything knocks everything off. You oh, know, my so, gosh. So that, Order it from now because you can see this yeah, weather. So, you know, so I made a mental note. Hey, get get a 12-pack of this. And it comes from the States and yeah. it takes two weeks. So, yeah. you know, in these things, you kind of plan for, hey, make sure mm-hmm. the vans are up and running because... God forbid we got to be out at three o'clock in the morning, making sure that things are mm-hmm. up and running for the country to make sure everyone is safe, you know? So, so you have to do these things and you have a checklist. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. kind of work your way through it prior to the things happening and you say, okay, you know, um, I, I love the DMS team. They have been through a lot. So we yeah. have a hurricane preparedness in December of last year to get things mm-hmm. ready for this season. So, you know, yeah. we have weekly meetings and I'm just talking from my staff point of yes. view. Yes, you know, you're contingency you plan things. Right, exactly. What happens if we are off the air? Well, mm-hmm. if we're off the air, we do this, we do this, we do this. Yes. You know, we have to let ICTI, know, you know, cert- certain things. So y- you go through your mental checklist as well mm-hmm. as your physical one. But then you also say, okay, what happens if my house if I'm at work and I need mm-hmm. to, you know, take care of my family, you got to mm-hmm. have a backup for that. You got to exactly. know exactly what you're doing. So it's all about being aware of what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, we have to, you know, extend to say, hey, um, I have a family member. Can you make sure that they're OK while mm-hmm. I'm doing this job? Because yes. my job entails this. You know, so it's just about being aware. And, you know, thank you so much to the Cayman people for being understanding because we are probably the most resilient people in the world when it comes to understanding work situations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And, you know, um, Chuck, you know, you've been in the radio business a really, really long time. um, And, you know, just trying to achieve this this, uh, work-life balance in any profession, to be honest. But um, I think that as you get older, you appreciate the need to do it even more. So I've just hit that 50 mark last week. And, you know, (laughs) I'm looking for another 50, but, you know, I'm going to do my best to get there. And whatever time you've got left, you know, you don't know if it's a minute or 
another 25 years or whatever, you've got to really, really prioritize um, what's important, you know, for you. And that mm -hmm. video clip that I was playing, you know, the advice from that coach and that teacher was like, listen, um, at the end of it all, you know, all of us are going to leave this earth. You're not taking anything with you and you leave behind some kind of a legacy. And for most of us, the legacy that we're going to leave behind is actually your family. You know, you're going right, to leave exactly. behind that child. Um, you're going to perhaps leave behind a wife, a wife or husband, spouse, um, you know, but it's, it's that the family members who will keep your memory alive of what kind of person you were and how you contributed to your community and your family and society as a whole. So um, there really has to definitely be a balance there. And a lot of times, you know, we're, we're very critical, for example, of, of like politicians, you guys know here on the program, some of them don't work at all, but then there's some who give and they give and they give and they give to the point where, you know, they're a little bit almost on like a burnout level. So, yeah. um, you know, I encourage uh, people to um, be cognizant of that as well. You know, I'm like, listen, if these people have office hours, don't be calling them, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night for advice about something if you really don't have to, you know, be respectful of the boundaries that people try to put in place as well. And right now, we, we are a very technological society. We have the blessings to understand and use technology immensely. This is the time when we need to use it. You know, And it's so mm -hmm. funny because my, my mom, God bless her soul, is 86 years old, and she's sending wow. me YouTube clips on, <laughs> on, on WhatsApp and, yes. and things of that nature. Think, things that I was like, okay. You know, and she's like, oh, you got to get up to time. You got to use the moringa for this. And you, she, she's all about new uh -huh. school, but she's reminding you about the old school stuff. Yes. And, and and that's what I think we need to teach our generation to say, hey, yeah. work ethic is what we built this island off of. Yes. Our, 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 the backs of our, you know, forefathers were, uh -huh. were that, that dedicated work ethic from seamen uh -huh. come down to whatever you're doing today. But at the same time, even if they were away from home, and you know, my mom always tell me this, even though your dad was away from home, he never forgot you. He wrote mm -hmm. you, he did this. And that was his way of being connected. Now for us is having that family day. You know, mm -hmm. Sunday, I'm I'm off the grid. I'm not answering my phone. Yeah. That is my day to go to the beach, take care of the kiddos, to make sure, you know, get pizza, Wh whatever it is, mm -hmm. even just watch a movie at home look at old pictures, you know, mm -hmm. they're scanning pictures and things of that nature. And I'm learning what they're about. At the same time, they're learning that my value is like, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm home today. This mm -hmm. is our day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try to um, set aside at least part of Sundays where I feel like, you know, I'm just going to grab food. I'm trying to get some exercise with the family. Like just, you know, again, um, but what I find is even though you're physically there, you have to be mentally there. You have to be present and that requires like conscious effort. So I hope that you guys really tune into that segment of, um, it's going to be a clip from NPR's hidden brain because it really looks at this in, in detail. And one of the things that it says that it's so ironic and funny at the same time is when you, and I mean, it's so deep, right? When you listen to it, but trying to find happiness, it's not something that automatically comes to you. It's something that you have to consciously seek out. Whereas the other side, negativity, depression, sadness, that comes. You don't have to do much for that to be there. So you have to work at it. 
Um, you have to work at being, you know, grateful. That's why people keep things like a gratitude journal because, um, you know, writing down every day, these are all the things in my life that are amazing and that I should be thankful for and that I am thankful for. And you speak it, you know, you have it in your head, you speak it through your words and, um, you know, it really will then manifest itself as you continue to just be incredibly um, grateful for what you have. But it takes a degree of searching for happiness, which I think is like so wild. It's almost like we're not worried. We're not wired to be happy. <laughs> so we have to really go out of our way to kind of yeah. find it. We, we, we yeah. have to take time to understand ourselves. And in doing that, you know, the, when you have passion for what you do, it's no longer work. You know, my, my exactly. journey with radio has been always to better myself understanding. So I've been big in technology. You know, I, I'm, I am a lover of that. So me going to work every day mm -hmm. isn't really work. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've been grateful and thankful that, you know, I came up at a time when, you know, I could do these things, you know. Yeah. Now it's, su it's super easy and the technology is there for you to learn it fast. But I was there when it was, and people laugh, eight track cassettes and vinyl and, you know, mm -hmm. those types of things in real to real. But that was setting me up for this. So this stuff now with the computers is super easy because mm -hmm. you had the foundation from those things from before. Folks, I, I'm sorry, I got to yeah. go. I got a radio show. No worries. Do, but I heard you talking and I just wanted to chime in and give my yes. little two cents Thank you. Um, continue to do what you do. The nation is behind you because talk is important. The conversation mm -hmm. is important. Whether it's negative or positive, at mm -hmm. least we have the ability to talk about it. So thank you so much. We'll talk later. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. Appreciate it. All right. Um, that's fantastic. Really appreciate Chuck jumping on. I'll go ahead and kick you out, Chuck, because you look like, how do I get out of here? I'll do it for you. There we go. Um, so yes, I saw a few questions coming in. So Melita, she's still paying attention from last week. She's like, wait a minute. Is this your cousin that lived in Tampa? No, that's not that cousin. Um, you know what is so funny? No one got his name correct. Um, except King all the way in the UK. So his name is William, Cousin William. <laughs> Nobody got it right. King got it right. King's been paying attention, but this is Cousin Chuck. Um, so, and a cousin on, on the opposite side of the family as well. So I did see a question here that came in from John. John says, good morning. Can I ask a question? Do you have to pay to be on the radio? Well, it depends on on which radio you're on and and you know, if you're asking me specifically, do I pay to be on the radio? The answer is yes. Uh, the platform or the format for Bobo is a little bit different than other radio stations. So um, traditionally in other radio stations, you're the talent and the talent will just get paid, um, you know, to provide content and whatever. So you are an employee of the radio station. So, uh, you know, other people who work on like 106, 107, 104, whatever, they work for DMS. Uh, obviously, most of them, it's not a full-time job. They do have some people who are like PDs or program directors and stuff like that. Um, they're a little bit different, right? But in terms of, for myself, what I do here, a Bobo, the, the vision for Bobo was very, very different. So the vision for Bobo um, was, you know, one that... Um, 
really and truly, um, oh gosh, I guess, um, uh, um, that my, um, the vision for Bobo is that, you know, we're going to create this platform of mostly talk radio, some music, but people can actually buy chunks of time, right? So um, I was approached by Bobo to take this morning slot. Um, the owner of GMS Broadcasting said, hey, Sandy, we, we want you. So we want you to come on. Can you do your show um, on radio? It's time for that expansion. And I was like, hmm, okay, let me think about it. Um, you know, I have been on radio before, but again, the dynamics there was different. You know, I was actually uh, technically an employee of the station um, working doing that, that evening program, which was called Straight Talk way back in 20, I think that was like 2010 or so. Um, so yes, uh, you know, and it was a totally different vibe then I think as well. So they approached me and they said, hey, we want you to bring your talk radio to um, this platform and here are the rates that you pay. So yes, I actually do pay for the time. And that's why um, sometimes I take no prisoners because it's my time. You know, there's some rules, um, mostly off reg that we have to abide by. Um, that seems to be the only rule that they really care about is the profanity rule. They can't really control much else, I guess. And uh, some of y'all love to run to them. Oh, Sandy's insulting me. She used a profane word. Oh my gosh. So, um, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, so yeah. So, um, I know a lot of you are anticipating your guests this morning, but they're just messaging me saying that they've been advised um, not to come on the program, which is unfortunate. Um, but this particular issue is one that, um, you know, unfortunately, so many people would rather you remain silent about. Um, yeah. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, I know the drill all too well on that front, but we will we will find something else to talk about. Um, let me just let we had a few people who were definitely tuning in. Um, somebody said you just reminded me to send an email to Offreg about all that. <laughs> you know what is so funny? Um, they they can't help you with that one because. Um, the crazy thing is, you know, YouTube doesn't try to control what you say. YouTube and Facebook don't really care like that. And so um, at the end of the day, as long as it's not on that radio station. So once we, that's why whenever we're going to turn up a little bit, we'll make sure that it's past the 1030 mark. And um, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll go into, um, We'll go into after hours for the show. Good morning, Sherry Ann. How are you? Vicky says, Chuck is cute. Ooh, honey child, be careful now. The man has a wife. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, uh, we do pay for the time. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting 
that, you know, obviously I play, I pay to have this platform. Um, you know, it's not, a, it, we're not running a charitable organization. So we do have to obviously find ways to, to pay the bills and stuff as well. But I like what Chuck said, because I think it is very, very true that, and I said this from the very beginning, you guys know, if you've been listening to me, that CMR for me has been a passion and not a paycheck. Now, if a paycheck comes or a paycheck is here now after seven years, and that's fantastic, but that's not the driving force and that's not what it's about. And there's so much truth to, you know, it's very cliche when you hear people say, you know, do what you love and the money will follow. People say that and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I think there is a lot of truth in that though. Um, if you have certain skills to make it into a business, because there are a lot of people who do what they love and they never get a paycheck. You know, um, I think sometimes there are ways to monetize your passion. And so there is a lot of truth to that. It's not an absolute truth, as with most things in life. You know, nothing is an absolute truth, really. You'll always find exceptions um, to any sort of situation. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Um, over the weekend, uh, I had some girlfriends at brunch who were saying to me that they enjoy, like she, I think my girlfriend just discovered that she can watch YouTube or Facebook on um, the big screen, like her TV. And she's like, oh my God, I so much, I enjoy the show so much more because like your facial expressions and stuff I can see on the big screen. And she said, girl, you be cracking me up. Somebody messaged me just yesterday and they said, you know, you do not have a poker face. And I'm glad to hear that because I don't try to have a poker face. And yes, I do wear, um, this is what this person said yesterday. You do know that you don't have a poker face, can see what you're thinking. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Trust me. That is when you just come with a degree of honesty and genuineness I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm not trying to pretend over here in this corner. Some of you all, when you do call in, I find you a little dry and a little boring. And my face might actually say that. You know, I'm not going to necessarily vocalize that to you. Um, there are times when my eyes, I'll do an eye roll or whatever. My face is going to say all that I need to say. And I hope you don't get offended by that. I don't think that it's anything to get offended by. It just is what it is. You know, let's be honest. Sometimes when people call in on the show, there is a collective sigh that you can be heard silently across the Cayman Islands. People are like, oh, God, this person again? But, you know, we give you the space. You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to call in, say what you want to call in and say, and um, it is what it is. I encourage people to keep it as short as possible because sometimes we get the collective side, but you have a nugget. You have something important that we're all going to be on board with. But when you go on and 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 on, you're like, eh, you just kill the vibe, honey, Jim. So keep it short. Keep it sweet. Get to the point. And, uh, you know, I love the diversity of people who call into the program as well. You know, we've got Caymanians, old, old timers. We've got new timers, newcomers, you know, um, Caymanians who've acquired status, but they're from overseas. They want to participate in the conversation. And I really enjoy um, that as well and that that's happening. So, um, yeah. And, you know, Jonathan, I saw Jonathan's comment. He said, oh, let Alejandro host the show for you. You know, 
it's one of those things where the entire vibe of a show can change um, if you have someone else host it. But what I would encourage someone like Alejandro to do is to try doing it yourself. Do an hour-long show. They've got slots still available in the timeline here at Bobo. Um, there are actually other people who are doing shows. So, for example, um, uh, what's his name over there um, at Caymanian Times? Oh, Lord, help me with his name again. Ralph. So Ralph has a show. I know that you, nobody really listens to Ralph's show, and I, I'm not trying to be rude to Ralph, but I have tuned in before, and I literally see, like, one person on there listening on the live stream. I don't know how many are listening on radio. It could be more um, on the radio part of it. But I know that, you know, you guys probably don't even know when his show is on. Like, listen, if you want to get into this space, for me, it's a passion, but it's also work, right? And so there are things that I try to dedicate to it, right? I am very, very consistent about scheduling the show in advance. So you guys know, kind of, although sometimes we deviate for it, what's coming up, what's on the topic list, you know, you've got to be consistent in life. Like anything that you're trying to do with a degree of, I'll use the term success, you've got to, consistency is key. You got to show up. The very minimum in life is you have to show up. If you don't show up, you can't perform, you can't give, you can't contribute. What's the point? You know, Caymanians, this is a life lesson when it comes to employment situations. At least show up. Show up, be in time. There's lots of mornings that I would rather sleep in. I can assure you of that, right? I'm like, oh, God, let me just roll over on this side, whatever. My alarm goes off. Now half the time I don't need the alarm because the dog's like, tell me I got to go to the bathroom. Get up, mama. So, you know, um, I get up. Not that I always want to. And I just do what I have to do. Okay. It's work. My daughter said this morning, oh, mommy, do you have to go to work? Because when she's, you going on the air, that's work. I said, Gigi, that's work. When she asked me this morning, do you have to go to work? I said, remember that beautiful little bicycle that you got for your birthday? Did you like that bicycle? Yes. I said, okay. Then mama's got to get to work. Because the only way that we can pay for things around here is if we're working. You don't get to rely on any of you or beg people for stuff. You have to get up and work. And are we not incredibly thankful that we have um, the ability to do so? Like I can stand for three hours. You know, there are people who are, are in wheelchairs. They can't stand at all. Um, there are other people who can stand, but they're very, very limited in their mobility. You know, every single day, Monday through Friday, 97% of the time I'm here standing. I don't sit. I stand. Sometimes you'll see me shift my weight because the... The physiotherapist tell me, don't, don't stand in one spot, do different stuff, you know, because um, you can overstand too, right? So you might see me rotating my feet and doing other stuff to kind of whatever. But aren't we thankful, right? So yes, I can get up in the mornings. I come here and I do this. This is work for me. I'm passionate about it. I enjoy what I do. I love it. You know, I love seeing the regulars here um, in the mornings. Look at your hand talking about who's going to get blazed up this morning. He's always here crazy as he wants to be. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's a lot to be, to be said for this. And I think that everybody should try it. It's one of those things where it's kind of like when I was in law school, people would say to me, Sandy, oh my God, you're in law school, you know, this, that, and the next thing. I said, you know what? 
I encourage everyone who wants to do so, go to law school. You might not finish, but you're going to have an eye-opening experience. That's life. There are times when you just need to try something. You want to be a talk show host? Do it. I think what you're going to find is that it's a lot more difficult to speak for even an hour, much as three hours than you think. Denny, is Denny with us this morning? Where's Denny Warren? Um, Denny, do you recall, Denny has actually filled in for me, I think once uh, when I was, what, what, where was I? That was when we were actually over at Star 92.7, I think. And um, I was helping out Ruthanna, I think, because sometimes I would fill in for her. And then I think Denny like filled in once or something. And I remember Denny saying that was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. He's like, how do you talk for, and that talk show wasn't three hours. I think maybe that was like two. He's like, how do you talk for, like he literally ran out of stuff to do. Because here's the thing. You have to be prepared and work under the assumption that you may have to talk for three hours straight by yourself and that not a single person is going to call in and contribute to your show. Okay, so if you don't have a caller, how many of you can talk for three hours and not just talk for three hours and talk pure nonsense, but engage your audience to to the point where they're going to continue listening and not tune out? It's not as easy as people think, but I think a lot of people should try it. Mm -hmm. So Jim is asking, um, what do I have planned for October? What we've decided to do is kind of like do the best of series. So we will replay um, shows that had previously aired. So um, yeah, but Alejandro, go get a show for an hour and talk for an hour and see what content you're able to speak on and um, and how it goes. And like I said, you've got to be consistent. You, you might be able to do it once, but can you do it for a week? Can you do it for two weeks? Can you do it for three months? Can you do it for six months? Can you do it for a year? Years later, are you still able to do it? It's a whole other cup of tea when you're talking about longevity and consistency. Mm -mm. Uh, don't leave on my birthday in October. Aw, when is your birthday? Um, so yes, go ahead. I, I saw Patricia, um, um, Kenneth's sister, Patricia Bryan, actually has a show now as well. I think she's only once a week. So you guys can go check her out. I don't know kind of where she advertises her show, but I have seen her in the comment section here talking about her show. So I guess technically she's advertised it here. Um, but go and check it out. You can find out when and where and that sort of stuff. So listen, we were having some guests come on this morning, but it looks like they're being told um, mm -hmm, that um, not to come on at this time. This was about the um, the gentleman who uh, works for, um, you know, well, he was hired by government to work in our schools and he was arrested recently um, for a sexual assault, a rape on a 15-year-old child. And her father and uncle and even an aunt were prepared to come on this morning. And of course, I was here waiting for them. And they just messaged and said that, um, unfortunately, they have been instructed um, not to come on. 
I'm not surprised. Sometimes it's better to not even announce these things because I'm sure um, certain people were sitting back um, listening and paying attention to what the announcement was and probably discouraged them from coming on. This is, this is what I want to say. Um, this is one of the most difficult conversations that we have. And um, it is a difficult conversation for a lot of different reasons. I mean, these family members are obviously traumatized by what they say has happened to this child. And I do believe this child. It's very, very complex because, you know, the person involved is um, their brother-in-law, basically. And so it's not... It's not an easy thing, I think, for any family to um, to have to deal with. <sighs> Challenging would be an understatement. People are, um, you know, feeling guilty. The father is saying that he should not have sent his daughter. He should have known better. There's always been whispers in the community about this guy, even back in Jamaica. His wife here in the Cayman Islands, which is the child's father's sister, um, you know, standing by her husband. Not unheard of. A lot of women tend to stand by these men, even when they know in their heart of hearts. Huh. It's hard to maybe know that you're sleeping with a predator. Or a pedophile. I can imagine um, the difficulties with coming to um, that realization and accepting it as a reality. Hmm. What, what, what would you do if you knew or you discovered that the person that you were in a relationship with for 20 something years? raped your own niece. See, I think that a lot of people live with an extreme degree of denial. The difficulty with this situation is the people who whose story it is, they're the ones who have to tell the story. And I was speaking to two of the uncle, the father and the uncle last night on the phone. It is their story to tell. Because they know over the years how this man has manipulated people, how he has controlled and manipulated their sister. You know, they say, oh, he comes across as such a quiet guy. You know, he has a way about him to almost um, disarm you in preparation for what's coming next. As a result of these latest allegations about him with this 15-year-old child, other people have come forward who are now adults, big people, 40s and 50s, um, and have said, oh, when I was 10 years old, he did the same thing to me back in Jamaica. He molested me. The problem, um, as I even said to them last night, is when people remain silent about the abuse, they permit and allow the perpetrator to continue their you know, reign of terror on innocent victims. 
it is a sad, I think, indictment on all of us um, when this happens. And sometimes we are, um, you know, unwilling participants in this. We might not uh, recognize exactly how we are playing a part. It is challenging when it's children that are involved. Because, of course, you know, you always want to protect a child as much as you possibly can. The perpetrators also know this. They know what they're dealing with. You know, they pick children for a number of different reasons. They're extremely vulnerable. They're less likely to talk to people and to tell what has happened to them. They can be easily manipulated into, um, you know, remaining silent and controlled, like their situations, in this particular situation, they're alleging that this man actually took her phone from her and was not allowing her to have access to her phone. That's the kind of control that with an adult, you're less likely to have. You're not going to, not to say that you can't do it with some adults, but you're probably less likely to find an adult that um, is going to allow you to just take their phone and, and be responding to their messages and that sort of thing. So they were kind of like, at one point, they suspected that that was what was going on. And so they actually started asking the child questions that only she would know. And then they realized that the response wasn't really coming through. And this is a child who tends to like have her phone on her. There's a lot that it appears that this man was doing. What concerns me is that the adults around this child, in particular her aunt, did not protect her as she should have. And I can't imagine the disruption that this, you know, the victim is traumatized. She's going to need years of therapy and she will carry this with her for her entire life. To know that your uncle even though he's an uncle by marriage, doesn't matter. Someone that you probably trusted and that you probably loved took something from you that you can never get back. Strip this young lady at the age of 15 of her virginity, of her innocence, and has, I don't want to say destroyed her life, but has definitely put some serious roadblocks now that she has to deal with that no child should ever have to deal with. It's disgusting. You know, if I were, um, I don't even want to say what I would do because God knows I never, I don't even want to manifest ever being in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even want to, Think about it. But every parent has to be prepared. Isn't that sad that we even have to say that? Here's the thing. The aunt, one of the brothers said, you know, they told her you were irresponsible. And she got upset because they said that she was irresponsible. What, what 
heard that, I thought to myself, you're lucky that that's all your brother's saying to you. These are people in Jamaica, and I want to talk about children that come here from Jamaica here in a second. Um, but you can tell that they were brought, they had a little brought up see about them, right? One brother I was speaking to last night lives in Canada. The other one is in Jamaica. Um, because I can tell you that that was the nicest thing that they could say to her in the circumstances, that you were irresponsible. They could have dropped some BBC words on her and you know what I'm saying? And she's upset that you're calling me irresponsible. I hope that she's listening this morning. Because the question that I would want to ask her is what do you think the um, term should be for you? If it's not irresponsible, what do you believe that it should be? Irresponsible is the nicest thing that your family members could be calling you. You have a child that you brought to the Cayman Islands, your own niece, your brother's sister, right? You convinced her father to allow her to come to this country. Oh, let her come. There'll be opportunities here for her. You know, she could potentially find, you know, maybe she wants to come back and, you know, this, that, and the next thing. Apparently the aunt had already even started the adoption process of bringing the niece here. You can imagine papers filed and everything. She's going to have a better life. And now you've ruined her life. And you're upset because somebody called you irresponsible. What, do, what would you call it? Hmm? You bring a child here. And then you leave the jurisdiction talking about you're going away on a business trip. Don't tell the child's parents. Don't tell any of the other aunts and uncles. You just up and leave on a business trip and leave a 15-year-old child with some hard back man who is, what, 59, 60 years old? Are you crazy? Listen, well, y'all know I would never do this. I'm not trusting my child with nobody, no auntie, no uncle. They're not going to live with nobody if I'm not there. But if I did, child, I would get on that plane from Jamaica and come to Cayman and box you in your mouth. How dare you leave a child with this man? And I believe you know who this man is. Too many victims coming forward for you not to know. You're turning a blind eye because you willfully want to do so. It's not that you don't know that this man is a monster that can come up in your face and smile. Hmm? What the hell? Seriously. It, it, it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. You could, listen, and not in a million years would I ever think that my husband, Marlon, would be capable of something like this. Regardless of that, I would never bring a child into my home and travel overseas and leave that child here with no man. I don't care who it is. This is ridiculous behavior, auntie. Hmm? Look at what you've done to your niece. You, you need to take some accountability 
for your part in this situation. Right? You're culpable. Oh, well, you guys are trying to be judge, jury, and executioner, apparently, is what she told her brother. Well, he was arrested, and I guess he's out on bail now. I don't know what his legal status is as the investigations continue. And this is the man that we've hired to be in our school system. Yeah. Because you know why? He smiles. He comes across as meek and humble. But underneath it all, there are allegations that this man is actually a monster. That he's a rapist, a child rapist at that. No wonder he wants to be in the schools. To have access to your children. Easy access. I really wish that the family were able to come on this morning to really um, talk to you about their experience and, um, you know, what they say um, has happened. Because... um, It is just so heart-wrenching that another family have found themselves in this predicament. We have to take responsibility as adults. Our job is to protect children. And you protect children, not just because they're your children. You protect all children. Let's take another example. Remember Coach Atto Stevens, married to Sedoni Mothersill, still married to Sedoni Mothersill. Looks like she didn't want to get a divorce from this predator. Um, there are people who said to me, Oh, you know, Sandy, I saw stuff, right? That made me like how he was dealing with these young girls. He was too familiar with them. He was, you know, rubbing them, talking about he's giving them a rub down, all kind of stuff, making other hard back men feel uncomfortable. And I said, really? And what did you do? And I not, I not say nothing. I not did nothing. Why? If that was your daughter... Would you have not said anything and you would not have done anything? Or is it because it was somebody else's child that it was okay? Help help me to understand why you can come after the fact and tell me that you had your suspicions about this person and you sat back and you did nothing. I need to have you explain that to me. How does that work? In your your head, how does that work exactly? It's a level of slackness that I think as Caribbean people in particular, right? You just become accustomed to. Turn, turn, Turn your head the other way and you pretend it's not happening because if you pretend it's not happening, then that means that obviously it's not happening. That's the mentality, folks, that 
we're having to deal with on a regular basis in this community. It's very, very unfortunate. It's incredibly um, disheartening. This aunt is very, 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 very culpable. But I want to send out a general message to parents as well, right? We know that, especially in the summer months, um, a lot of children come from Jamaica to visit Cayman. And um, there is this sense of your child will have better opportunities here, which is what they sold his father on. He said he had his reservations. He didn't really want the child to go. Um, even his brothers were like, don't let this child go. But the mother was on board. Oh, yes, you know, she needs these opportunities. This, that, next thing. It happens sometimes in both directions. I've known Caymanians who send their children to Jamaica to go to like schools and boarding schools or whatever there. And I say to you, you are taking an extreme risk with what should be your most precious commodity in this world. If you can't be there supervising situations with your child. Now, I want to be very clear. It is, in my research, far worse to send a child from Cayman to Jamaica. Because the number of predators there, just given the sheer population, is significant. And a lot of men have this attitude that you reach the age of 12 and you're there for the picking. They want to be the one who's going to deflower these poor little girls. Some of them don't care. They even go after babies. You can't trust anybody, really. But I want to caution people to understand that um, even in this country, there are predators. Some homegrown Caymanians that have a historical history, one generation to the next of molestation and abuse. And then others who are um, imported in. It doesn't matter, they're here is the bottom line. So when you send your children here on summer breaks, Christmas breaks and all this kind of stuff, you need to be careful of who you are exposing your children to. And they are even more vulnerable in a way because the predators know that, okay, this child is only gonna be here for a month or two in the summer. That's their opportunity to molest and abuse. And then they're going to go back home. They're less likely to tell. You don't think children know, oh, you're sending them to this country to make a better life for themselves. Or, you know, Auntie in Cayman, you know, she has achieved some degree of success. She's a professional. Uncle is getting a big time job with the Cayman's government as an assistant teacher and this, that, and the other thing. 
oh, they live in a nice home. Everybody overseas thinks the Cayman Islands is like the holy grail of everything that they envision their life to be. And so you you set children up with this expectation and you send them in this environment and you're sending them to child molesters. And when those people get here and they're molesting your children, it is that much more difficult for that child to come to you and to burst that bubble and say, mom, dad, this is what happened to me. The perpetrators know that. They know it's easier to take advantage of a child who is visiting here. The logistics now of parents in Jamaica having to deal with police, even as close as Cayman is, trying to give statements, trying to do this, trying to do that. Perpetrators know that it's all favorable to them. We've had years ago, there was a case of an American child that came here visiting with her family whilst on holiday. And the gardener sexually um, molested the child because he figures, oh, she'll be gone soon. She's not going to tell anybody. Thank God she ran and told. And yes, it is challenging. Right? To then have to engage with police when you've left the jurisdiction. Most people figure, oh, you're not going to tell anybody. They target visitors to this country, both adults and children. And so if you are a visitor to Cayman, you have to recognize that for a perpetrator, you seem like you're easy pickings. I think that expats are far more likely to be targeted for rape and assaults and, you know, going out in these bars and so on. It's an unbelievable situation, but I think it's one that parents need to be very, very cognizant of. No one is going to blame you as a parent when something like this happens, but you've got to be prepared to take precautions. I am telling you, this family should have never, that father should have never trusted his own sister. Isn't that a sad indictment on her? But you already know that this man, as you say, has been controlling of your sister for 20-something years. You know that. Don't trust her, and you're definitely not trusting him. I don't know what's going to happen with the adoption paperwork, but you better hurry up and cancel that, honey, chill. It's um, really, really shocking and unbelievable. So he's been arrested. We'll see where this case goes. Um, the education ministry after the father wrote a letter. I'm trying to actually find a copy um, of the letter. So everybody's saying to put his picture up. Uh, this person says, I just heard that she's sticking by her husband. Of course she is. Yeah, because she don't have no self-esteem, no self-worth. So nobody should be surprised by that. In some respects, in my opinion, she is lower than him, if truth be told. So, um, you know, I've seen the correspondence and the letters. 
um, that have been sent through. And this is essentially what the father says in a letter dated August the 16th, sent to the chief officer, Ministry of Education. My teenage daughter went to the Cayman Islands to spend the summer holiday with my sister, and they named her in July of 2023. In order to provide um, her some protection, I will not name my daughter in this forum. Despite being in her care, my sister left the Cayman Islands for a business trip without telling me or my daughter's mother, who was also in Jamaica. My daughter was left with her husband mm -mm -mm, for at least one week. Um, he names the sister, let's just call her R for now, was very aware that I did not trust her husband as he had a reputation in Jamaica for molesting women. See, let me just stop there. No one could convince me if somebody, if, if I don't trust your husband and you're married to him, by extension, I'm not going to trust you. Capiche? And I know that the father said he was pressured. The, the child's mother, other people in the family said, oh, yes, yes, yes. But his brothers were saying, no, no, no. Right? Your sister should be tarred and feathered along with her no good husband. You say that she knew you didn't trust the husband because of whispers in Jamaica about him, allegations about him, and this woman has the audacity to pick up and go on a business trip? You know how angry this makes me? What is wrong with her? You could have told the family, I've got this business trip planned. I'm going to send her back to Jamaica. Or she can't come during this month because this trip, I've got to go overseas. What kind of slackness is this? Morning, caller. Morning, Sandra. How are you doing today? I've had better days. How are you? Uh, this is a good day. It's raining. Oh, yes. Thankful. I just came out of East Stand Out. And took a drive by that house that actually caught fire. Just turn off your, your radio in the background for me. Okay, it's off now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I just want to say that according to what I can hear, mm -hmm. um, you got to be real careful because um, the lightning actually strike a cell phone that was in the house, that was in the bed of the, of the house. Mm. and kind of burnt burnt the child that was holding the phone mm -hmm. so so we got to be careful with those cell phones especially when lightning is around oh wow did that that's the cause yeah. they're thinking that's the cause of the fire yeah well that's what they're saying it was yeah it's lightning lightning hit the cell phone that's mm. what i'm hearing yeah mm -mm. okay but um on that um on the on the topic that you're on mm -hmm. um and and a lot of bam is being place on the on the wife mm. knowing that the gentleman was like that but what about our torches how if everybody in jamaica know that this gentleman um have such a repetition how we end up being in Cayman? well i'm gonna tell you how easy it is how did we get here well this is this <laughs> this is why we try to make this a place where people can come and have this conversation because what you find with victims now they're talking 10 20 years later Nobody went to the police and reported this guy. 
The 10-year-old that he molested and raped might not have told anybody at the time. I, In fact, I heard one person, she is an adult now, married, whatever. Her husband does not even know that she was victimized by this man. So yeah. every single victim, and I hate to sound like I'm placing blame on victims because I'm not, but every single victim that remains silent allows him and any perpetrator to continue to get more victims. Yeah, but, but Sandra, if going back If there's to, never a conviction, he is yeah, but, a free man um, and he's presumed innocent. Oh, so, so it's just allegation made against him up there? Well, no one has ever gone to the police. He doesn't have a conviction. This is what I'm telling well, you. Well, they're the kind of people who got run around our country. Yeah. We got a lot of them running yeah. around here, so, yes. Yeah. Yep. Not, not good. That, that's that's and, how it works. That's and, why we have and, to support. We have to make it easier and support victims being able to come forward and the authorities being able to do their job efficiently and provide safeguards in place for especially child victims but all victims need to have this level of protection. And another thing, Sandra, I don't think that we should be giving anyone a clean police record just because they've been on the island for six months. They should still have to get a police record from the place of origin because, you know, how easy it is to get a police record where they come from. Mm -hmm. And if we continue asking them for a police record from their country where they come from mm -hmm. then one of these days we might end up getting the real police record mm -hmm. but their contact might no longer be in that position mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so i don't see me giving somebody a clean police record the only been on my island for six months after six months you can be get given a clean clean police record clearance so well, i think that is i mean we have in in this situation um this man and his wife have been in the Cayman Islands a very long time yeah. So, um, you know, he's he's no newcomer. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Someone even said to me that he resides, uh, he's working at the boys' home or something like that as well. Yeah, she shouldn't be around kids at all. And he has a teacher. Well, he was he was moving into the position of assistant teacher, apparently. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Talk to all you right, soon. my dear. Talk. Good. Good. Talk. All right. Thanks. Um, yeah, this is, this is what it is. Um, it's unfortunate, but this is what we're having to deal with. That's why, like I said, it's really, really important for us to try to support victims. You know, I'm, I'm glad that at least her father and her um, uncles and other aunts are rallying around this young lady and they actually believe her. This one aunt isn't going to believe her. She is, uh, all indications are she's trying to protect her husband. Someone said she even kept the phone from the child uh, when she came back and became aware that something had happened, right? So this is the type of person that she is. But despite that, you know, this child seems to be surrounded by good people who wish to um, protect her and give her a safe space. She's supposed to be doing some counseling and other things um, starting 
this week. It's it's uh, it's disappointing. It's really really disappointing. Um, let me just read some of your comments here this morning. Debbie says rape is rape. I don't care who you are. Uh, the rapists do not know, do not stop, sorry, until they're stopped by the law. I would not be surprised if he's done this before. Well, lots of allegations there. Perla says these days should bring back the death penalty for such crimes of, as such as rape. Rape is never normal after the action. I don't know what that means. Rape is never normal after the action. What does that mean exactly, Perla? Patricia Bryan says, Sandra, thank you. That was a low blow. What was a low blow? No, no, you, what? No, you don't. Now, especially now you know I wasn't advertising on your show. We should all support one another as you did a few words before the blow as well as well have after our own path. Um, when I... <laughs> Patricia, don't get in your feelings. I said I had not seen you advertise your show anywhere, but you have mentioned it multiple times on here, which is a form of advertising. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's the only place that I've seen it actually mentioned and how I actually know that you have a show. Take it or leave it. Mary says, interesting to know where his wife works, how long she's been here, how long she... How long has he visited? And who knows if this happened to another child here? When you get caught, only God knows how many it has been. Statistically speaking, by the time someone has caught, now these are stats from the U.S., so let's reduce it given our population size. But the average child molester has left something like 25 or 50 victims in their wake. By the time they get caught. Take the general sentiment from that not necessarily the precise numbers, and apply that to K-Man. And what you will find is that um, what that means is that these people are prolific. He's had allegations dating from when he was 20 years old. And like I said to the father last night, it probably is before that. He probably started as a teenager molesting other children around him. Because the instance of child molestation amongst teens is extremely high. And that's how a lot of predators get their start. They're the cousin that's molesting and raping younger cousins and little boys and little girls in the family. So he's probably been doing this his entire life. Traumatizing people and getting away with it. Johan says, let's be honest. What would you do if it's your child? Northward in jail is not good enough for these monsters. Only one solution on how to deal with this type of sickness and evil. After that, let God judge me. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. Morning, Sandy. Morning. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Um, you're very, very low. Okay. 
But I must say, I just tuned into your program about 30 minutes ago. Yes, ma'am. And I'm kind of disappointed. I'm not kind of, I am disappointed mm-hmm. with, that, with what had happened to that child. Mm-hmm. However, it is not easy for a victim mm-hmm. to come. And, 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 and I applaud that child. I don't know if it's a child. As I said, I just tuned in. Yes. So I'm not sure if it's a child who had made... Um, Tell her dad what had happened. Mm-hmm. But, but for some persons, it's not easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I was 13, I was being raped twice. Mm-hmm. In one day instead of a second. Because when the first guy raped me, mm-hmm. I was heading out. Mm. And then another guy saw me and said, asked me what happened. Because he realized something was happening because I was crying. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to explain to that person what had happened, mm-hmm. he, he dragged me back and he raped me. What? So right there, I've lost confidence oh my in, God. In, 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 in some adults because then I thought he would have helped me. Oh, my God. And then my dad, he was always a hustler. Mm. He's always hustling for us. Wow. And that day I was to go in town to get money to come back to cook for him and my other siblings. Mm-hmm. And by the time I reached, I mm-hmm. realized he was angry. When he, when he got home in the night, Sandy, mm-hmm. he gave me the beating of my life. He didn't ask mm-hmm. me any questions. Mm-hmm. But he beat me. Mm-hmm. And I know why he beat me. And before he died, I wanted to ask him. Mm-hmm. And every time I wanted was to ask him why, why he didn't ask so many questions. My so God. apparently somebody who know, knew what had happened, mm. tell him, but they didn't tell him that I was raped. Then he let it seem as if I was there having sex with those guys, all the men. Oh my God. But I said until today, my day, my father is stupid. Because when I went to him for that money, Sandy, my mouth was all burst up because I was fighting back. Mm-hmm. And they were punch- he was punching me. And your father so turns around and, and beats you. And he beats me that night. But I say, son, I always say, my God, I am upset due to the fact that he did not ask me mm-hmm. what had happened. Wow. Secondly, I am glad he, he didn't. Because my father was a very serious man. When he comes on to us, it's five girls, one boy. Mm. And when he comes on to us, he's a machete wheeler. Oh, my God. So I'm glad he didn't find all the ways I've gone because somebody would have died and somebody would have been in prison. My God. Yeah, and I know he would go there with that machete wheeling and start chopping. Yeah. I mean, so we, we need to. I'm glad, but I'm yes. today. They, I'm still upset. Yeah. Why he didn't ask me? Just came home and beat me. But what I'm trying to say. Yes. Not all victims are brave enough. Uh-huh. Some of us keep it, kept it because I kept mine for thirty odd years before I told anybody. Mm-hmm. Some of us are not brave enough. When yes. I applaud that child, if it's that child went and tell our parents, that's what. Yes. And I, um, yeah. Some of us and, don't, and I don't, don't, I don't um, find it to go say, let me tell somebody. Yeah. And I don't know that don't know um, who to go to. I don't, I don't want to say that, that rape victims and child molestation Sorry, victims but, are okay. not um, brave. I think that the system has to be in place to support you because 
you, you've just shared something which to me is so sad and so shocking that you were victimized mm -hmm. not once but twice, right? Someone mm -hmm. saw you as vulnerable, you'd just been raped and then they took advantage of that and raped you again. So I couldn't imagine in the mind of a 13 year old child how you even process any of that. And then you're still having yeah, to deal with very complex feelings about, you know, oh, if I tell my dad he's gonna kill this man, then he's gonna end up in jail. Mm -hmm. No child wants mm -hmm. to feel responsible for their their parent going to jail or somebody potentially being killed or, you know, I think what we need to do is make sure that we create an environment where any victim, whether you're 30, 13 or three, has protections around them where they are safe mm -hmm. and they can come forward, right? And share and tell what has happened to them and the systems and the people yeah. around them protect them. So you never told you I never told your father what happened. No, because I wanted to right before he died, like a year before he died. Mm -hmm. um, I was supposed I went to Jamaica, but then uh, I wonder what to ask him. But then I keep putting it off. And the last time I went to Jamaica, I didn't get to see him. Mm -hmm. And then shortly went into the hospital, and then he passed away a couple months later. Mm -hmm. But I wonder what to ask him. I wonder what to tell him what had really happened. Right. I did not. As a matter of fact, I tell you, he was always hustling. Mm -hmm. So it was summertime and he was selling mango that summer. Mm. And he gave me some mangoes. To, he left the mangoes, but because I'm the, the eldest, mm -hmm. if he came back and saw the mango, he would attract one of us. And I figured I would get the beaten because mm. I'm the eldest. So I take the mango across the street. And heading there, I saw the lady. It was for a lady. I saw a brother. I asked her if she, he was there. He said, no. I must just open the door and put it on our machine. And by the time I opened the door, I was pushed into that. In a quick second, I was just pushing that room. And that's the beginning. Mm -mm. That's the beginning. On my way out, somebody saw me and see that I was looking right. Asked me a question. Asked me. I said, so-and-so did this. And I was dragged. So one mm. started it, one finished it. My but God. I'm glad I'm able not much people know, but I'm glad I'm able mm -hmm. to say, you know, speak about it. The other day I was yes. saying to my sister, yes. did you know that since of late, I have no communication with an uncle of mine mm -hmm. because when we were smaller, he used to molest us. Mm -hmm. But I always thought I was dreaming. Mm -hmm. Till one day I heard my sister Noah passed away. She cursed him out and started to say the things that he, he was doing to her. And I realized mm -hmm. I, were, I wasn't dreaming. It was actually for real. Yes. And I said it to my smaller sister today, um, the other day. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm lying. That's not true because that's her favorite uncle. My God. Huh? And up until now, she does not believe me. And I call another sister of mine and I say to her, I was telling her while she was, was on the phone. Mm -hmm. And she said, but he did it to me too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she still didn't believe. So only she alone got away. So that's why she didn't believe. Wow. All of us as girls got molested by him, except for she. My so God. she she doesn't. And right now I I can't find myself talking to that uncle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. I can't I find it hard mm -hmm. to call him. Mm -hmm, and he's mm -hmm. very good to us. And I say, you know, he does things for us. And I say, yes. I wonder if he's doing these things out of guilt or he's just always yes. kind. You know, it's it's one of the things that that especially children, um, I think anybody struggles with is that someone can on the one hand be a child molester but be the church pastor. They can, you know, be someone who goes to church every time church door open. They, they can be a good husband, 
to their wives, a good father to their children, but yet they're molesting nieces and nephews. So it's like people can have this dual personality that you can't always make sense of. And the duplicity does not mean that it's not true and that that hasn't happened to other people. You know, just like the Mm -hmm. other day, there's this guy who um, was caught up in this sting operation and he is um, one of the people who funded this child's, the Song of Freedom movie, which everybody's talking about, which is about um, child um, trafficking and stuff like that. He gave money for the film to be able to be produced and he's actually a child pedophile. You know what I'm saying? It's like just because people appear to be one thing, that does not mean that they are good people. You know, so just because he can't, he can be nice and he can be giving and gives people material things. I mean, we don't know what his motive is behind any of that, but that is, that does not mean he's not a child predator. That doesn't mean he's not a pedophile, you know? So sometimes in our heads, it is difficult to juxtapose. How can this person do this? And I think for children Mm -hmm. in particular, that's why children get so confused. Like, oh my God, but my dad loves me. You know, he hugs me and he gives me stuff, but then he molests me. You know, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard for adults to make sense of this. It just is crazy. But, you know, you've got to, I think we have to rally around victims and we have to rally around children. We have to educate them and we have to protect them as much as possible. Sunny, I have one daughter and one son. I have two kids. They're adults now, 26 and 29. Uh And my daughter had to live with her dad after my mother died. Uh Because my mother had her. Mm-hmm. And every weekend I go for her, I question her. Mm-hmm. I make sure I friend her up so she tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Because cause he's, he was, when I marked him at 18, he was 40, 45. Mm-hmm. And I make sure I question her because any day mm-hmm. she says, he ever, and I talk it all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say, I would have, I don't know if I can say it, I would have go before day in the morning and light him in the house of fire and walk myself to the station. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I know what I went through and I don't want my, my kids to go through that. Yes. Yes. So I make sure I question her wow. every time I get can her. I, can I, I ask you a her. question? You said you were 18 and he was how old? 45. 45. I was on my own from I was 16, Sandy. Yes. I've been on my own working. That, that's that's quite a that's quite a um that's quite an age difference between the two of you. Do you think the experiences you had? I mean, that's almost thirty years. Impacted your future relationships um, with men, including maybe that first husband. Have you ever? Yeah, because at this that? point, I'm not going to tell you the truth. I develop an age for men. Mm-hmm. I just just develop an age for them. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really do. And it's, it's well, even it's when it comes down to certain things. Yes, um, man and woman, well, it's not there because I've blocked them out and I don't want to be with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, I rather stay by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, <laughs> but too. thank you. But thank but you so much. I know I have two um, daughters. I have to protect them yes. also. But thank you so much for having the courage um, to speak out this morning. Um, yes, what, what would you say to parents? I mean, obviously, your opportunity to have this conversation with your dad has long gone. Do you, what, did, what did you want to say to him? What would you have told him? I wanted to ask him. The question I was want, wanted to ask him, mm-hmm. why did he beat me mm-hmm. that night? Yes. 
then I know he's going to tell me somebody came and tell him that mm-hmm. I was over there doing the nasty thing to those guys. Mm-hmm. And then I would have told them this is what had happened. Mm-hmm. I did not went over there freely and I did not do nothing. Mm-hmm. But in, in your in your heart of hearts, you say you you believe he he knew that you were not consenting to anything at the age of 13. So no, what, no, 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 it, it, no, I don't think, no, you no. Don't think so he, if I say that I was wrong, no, mm-hmm. he wouldn't, honestly, I don't think he think I would go over there and do that, but I don't know why that's why I say he didn't ask Yeah, but that's why. what I'm saying. You, you, you believed at the moment that he knew that you were raped. And no, still... I don't think that's why if he had known, oh, okay. maybe he would have asked All right. me. No, because I thought you said that you're um you had a busted lip or something which would have indicated Yeah, but then maybe you maybe because mm-hmm. Sandy, if maybe maybe who, whoever went to him, mm-hmm. they gave him the story as if I was just over there having fun with these guys, mm-hmm. which was not the case. So maybe he bypassed the lips. Mm. My soul and lip, and just taking whatever the person mm. I told him. That sounds a little suspect, even 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 for a man who might yeah, have. The truth is, Sandy. The yes. truth. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Yes. If he had known, he would not beat me. He would have asked me the question. He would have questioned me. Mm. And if he had known, even if he did not, he said somebody went and tell him I was being raped. Yes. Maybe he wouldn't even ask me no question. He would have gone down there with his machete and start chopping people. Okay. So mm. I know he didn't know if he knew it was maybe after the fact. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I didn't tell him. Yes. I mean, I just kind of wonder. A child shows up with a busted lip. To me, you don't you don't beat that child. You know that that something has happened to that child, right? So I I wonder if he didn't want to know. You know, you know. Sometimes we we look at a situation. And we're like, okay, I don't I don't want to know. I don't want to ask any questions. But he was still no, angry that, enough that to take was, it out on you. No, he wasn't like that because okay. he even have persons who I see a little boy maybe like two years older than us at the time two years wanted to have us as boyfriend and girlfriend I said oh I'm afraid of your father because your father loved my shit mm. so no yes. I, I don't think he knows and if he knows Sandy is maybe way later mm-hmm. and who would have told him mm-hmm. because only me and when I went in the yard I saw no one else outside there was mm-hmm. no I don't have it was like a place like different different apartments are there, joint departments. So if it's mm-hmm. happening in one room, maybe someone in another room can hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So unless someone has heard. Mm-hmm. Well, someone must and, have heard to go and carry some story to him that was not yeah, accurate. Somebody, yeah, because I don't think those guys talk what they did. Somebody heard. Did you ever have to see them. those men in your community again? Pardon me? Did you ever have to see those men in your community again? Oh yeah, several years ago. I think that was I think that was the last election when Andrew had won. Mm-hmm. This lady I was working with, she had um some dinner at our oh, right the same day at the election. Mm-hmm. There was some she had a dinner. And this one of these guys, mm-hmm. the guy was there and he was trying to make conversation with me. And I just got upset and I ran him. Mm-hmm. I ran him away. Wow. And about two years ago, I heard the other one died. And I, you know, I mean, I rejoice. And I rejoice that he died. I don't care how he had mm, died. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I rejoice, mm-hmm. I rejoice because I remember what he did to me. Mm-hmm. 
and, and, the, and the other one and the other one actually had the audacity to come and try have conversation with you and try wow. to have a conversation with me like he forgot what he did to me oh my god wow and i say no they will have grand they will have daughters mm-hmm. if they don't have daughters they'll get son and they'll some will get um mm. girls and i'm not praying mm. for nothing to happen to their girl the girl um children or mm-hmm. child or whatever mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. karma mm-hmm. it might just reach somebody somehow for what they did to me wow thank you so much caller i really appreciate your bravery this morning and i, I pray welcome, that you Candy. continue um to find healing and and you know there's there's yeah, power in sharing true. your story because um, sometimes if I watch a movie that the content has rape or it 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 affects me. Mm-hmm. Someone sometimes. is asking about the uncle um, that was is the molester in the family. They're asking if he's related to your dad or on your mother's side of the family. They're just curious. My mom, but how this? My mom, but actually, it's by my mom's side. But actually, is is not even blood related because what had happened, which nobody knew this. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't know this. Mm-hmm. Actually, my granddad take up my grandmother with my mom in Bailey, so mm-hmm. they are not. So they grow as brother and sisters. Mm. We know of them. It's just late since of late. We we know as adult. We know that that's how the story went. Mm. So mm. it's by my mom's side, really. But it's mm. as I said, they are not blood blood related because they are not same mother, same father. My mother's for a different. My granddad just take her off my grandmother while she was pregnant. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much, yeah. caller. Really appreciate you this morning. You're welcome, Sandy. Have a good day. All right, my dear. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, we have another caller who's been patiently waiting. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hi. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. morning. <clears throat> no, I just I, w- I was hearing that woman's um, testimony, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to, you know, <laughs> give her my support. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure she got the support of many listeners who were listening to her 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 story. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she brought up a point about you know some victims not being brave enough um, mm-hmm. to come out. And I remember a, a story that you posted on Instagram about a few weeks back, maybe about a month and a half, two months ago, mm-hmm. about um, the the man who was raped in jail, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he was a grown man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, today's topic is about little children. But, you know, I, I remember being mm-hmm. appalled at some of the comments that mm-hmm. were that were made, some of the jokes that were being made. Yes. Um, at that at that rate, you know, you had people who were like, oh, um, mm-hmm. I guess somebody dropped the soap. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. funky boy, I guess he liked that and this and that and mm-hmm. and 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 all kinds of things. And, and when I read it. I said to myself, I said, you know what you mm-hmm. guys just did? Yes. You just made every little boy or grown man who have been victims absolutely. themselves who read those comments want to keep them story, keep it, their stories absolutely. to themselves. Absolutely. You know, some are able to get over it, Sandra, but many others turn to drugs, alcohol, suicide, violence, rape, other sort of behaviors to deal with it. And mm-hmm. I think in order for, before we talk about victims coming forward, I think that that kind of behavior, those jokes that were being made, 
right? Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be challenged and it needs to be challenged by everyone. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. people who make those kinds of jokes about the victims need to be shamed every bit as much as the rapists and the sex offenders themselves. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Thank you, caller. Thank you. Nine three six two six two six is the telephone number. I could not agree with that caller more. Um, anytime we, you know, um, make victims, like you said, even if it is an adult victim, even if the person is incarcerated, um, there's nothing funny about this at all. There's nothing funny about sexual assault. I remember having conversations with some people who were like, oh, well, you know, everybody knows that that guy is gay. And I said, so what? I said, what, what does that have to do anything? You think a gay person can't be a victim of rape? That's like saying that a prostitute can't be raped. You know, we have to change this narrative in our head just because someone has, they go out there every day and you can pay for it. The one day they tell you no, no means no. And if you take it and they've told you no, you have raped them. It does not matter that they're a prostitute. It does not matter that the person is gay and maybe on previous occasions they had engaged in relations with that person. No means no. And we do a real disservice to people in our community when we refuse to accept that it should be that black and white. We shouldn't be giving any exemptions to perpetrators, any excuses for perpetrators to be able to do what they do and get away with it. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, morning, Sandra. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more. I can't agree more about that, Sandra. Because here, well, you see, the same thing what happened in Las Vegas, the reason why they legalized prostitution was for the protection of the prostitutes themselves. Because the prostitutes were getting mobbed, was getting, uh, um, you know, stabbed and all these type of things. And, and, and they cannot complain to the police about these things. So where's the protection for them? I still do truly believe that Cayman should legalize prostitution for that reason too. Because there's a lot of sex workers out there that we don't know about. And they can't complain when something bad goes on. If you understand where I'm going and then what you want to say that they got raped, drunk, and, and, and whatnot. You don't know. You, you understand where I'm going? Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think any, I think any victim, honestly, that um, comes forward, you know, you have to be able to separate um, that person's, you know, you might feel a particular way um, about them outside of that allegation, but you need to be able to separate that and look at the specific allegation at hand. You know, we we have talked about the fact that uh, a lot of noise there, but we've talked Yeah, we've talked about the fact that, you know, um, we've got, you know, politicians in this country who are alleged rapists and alleged child molesters and, you know, molesting women. And there's so many people in this community who consistently look for an excuse for their behavior. They hyper-focus on the victim. Oh, let's find something we don't like about the victim or we don't believe her. We're going to blame her. And it's like, how many stories do you need to hear about this person? Can I tell you something, Miss Sandra? What what I heard, what I overheard, like at least it was probably maybe seven years ago. I can tell you one thing, what I heard from somebody this seven years ago that they dropped a um, sex worker 
off in the front of the police station and didn't pay her and said, make a complaint. No, as a threat, as a threat, these things happen, Miss Sandy. Mm-hmm. These things happen as a threat. They drop them off and say, say something. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because of how we fact that prostitution is illegal and they don't want to pay for it. Drop them off in the front of the police station. I've, I've heard of stories like this. I've heard of stories, isn't it sinister? It's very sinister and disrespectful. You know, okay. I don't contribute to these things, but it's not something that should be condoned. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Yeah. All right, my dear. Um, let's take a quick commercial break, and then I want to read uh, what some people have sent in in relation to um, this situation. Hi, I'm Leah Archibald. I graduated from UCCI with a bachelor's degree in business administration, and now I have my master's degree from Nottingham Trent University in the UK. I chose to study local and go far. Right now, UCCI is accepting applications for their fall 2023 semester. Do you want to study local and go far? You can with a world-class university right here at your doorstep. To learn more, visit ucci.edu.ky. Classes start August 28th. I'm Heather Bodden, MP for Savannah and a lifelong advocate for the environment. Illegal dumping is a crime, so please take civic pride in our home and put litter where it belongs. If you see someone littering, report it to the Department of Environmental Health on 949-6696. Be a part of the solution, not the pollution. Littering is a crime punishable by a $500 fine or six months in prison. Brought to you by the Beautification Task Force and Ministry of Tourism and Ports. STEPS participant, if you're wondering why the STEPS team can't get your blood sugar or cholesterol data directly from your doctor, the answer is simple. Your personal medical information is private and confidential. This is why we need you to participate in STEP 3, so that we can collect the data we need with your informed consent. So please say yes to STEP 3. For more information, call the STEPS team, 936-4969. For 20 years, we've committed to helping the people of the Cayman Islands live longer, healthier, and happier lives. But healthcare and the expectations of patients are rapidly evolving, and so must we. We have made incredible clinical and technological advancements and achieved JCI accreditation, the internationally recognized gold seal of approval for patient safety and quality of care. So it's time for our image to reflect our transformation from a local hospital to a world-class healthcare authority with a new logo that symbolizes national duty and pride, a statement that reinforces our commitment to our patients every step of the way, with colors as bold as our mission to provide the highest quality healthcare. Dynamic, professional, skilled, committed, caring. This is HSA. Meanwhile, at the Burger King's castle. Underling, what news? Sire, behold, the fiery jalapeno cheese. You might say it's jalapeno. Please don't, sire. It's jalapenos with spicy cream cheese sauce and American cheese. And it's jalapeno. Please, sire. Introducing the new fiery jalapeno cheese at Burger King. Flame grilled patties covered in jalapenos, spicy creamy cheese sauce, and American cheese. Available in extra long and king size for a limited time only. Grab it late at Seven Mile Beach or Red Bay. Open till midnight Thursdays and 1 a.m. Fridays and Saturdays. It's jalapeno face. 
Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. Recover Personal Injury Attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. All right, folks. Um, welcome back to the program. So we received the message um, last week from a person who said the following to say, had the following to say, they said, hi, I saw your post about the alleged teacher that sexually assaulted the 15 year old um, from Jamaica. Um, he's not a teacher. He's a worker at the prison and works at the West works at West Bay with the boys home. His name is, and they name him. He lives in Windsor park. His wife is so-and-so uh, was working at Georgetown hospital before leaving her leaving for another job. <clears throat> The 15-year-old came to spend holidays with her aunt. And again, they named the aunt. She went on a business trip, <coughs> sorry, and left the niece with him. And then he takes advantage of the child. He took away her phone so that she wouldn't tell anyone. And the 15-year-old started crying out that she wants to go home, back to Jamaica. People heard her and went to assist her and called the police. Uh, the man was being was doing this before even to one of his live-in workers where she said that she had to lock her door from him coming in to assault her. His wife was trying to sweep it under the rug, but police were called and he got arrested. I'm going to send you a photo of the culprit. Hmm. That's the wife pretending like she don't know talking about, we can't be judge jury and executioner. Um, brother Gary and your other brother, that's your sister. Somebody need to check her. Uh, Jonathan says, does anyone remember what used to go on at the high school back in the eighties? This crap is not new by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think you have to go back to the eighties, Jonathan. I think in a lot of instances, um, these things are still very much, you know, I, I mean, I've heard the stories I've never witnessed it because I did not really, I left Cayman in elementary school, so I wouldn't have been here for middle school or, or high school or whatever, but I've heard the stories. Um, so I also received this yesterday about the uniform shop from um, CHHS, so that's Clifton Hunter. Um, I've only heard this from one parent, but I'm going to go ahead and share this with you. This person yesterday messaged and said, good morning, Sandy. I trust that you had a lovely birthday weekend. Forwarding this on behalf of a parent at CHHS, 
They said, I'm concerned. I'm a concerned parent of Clifton Hunter High School. There um, is uh, men presence with young girls changing and trying on, trying on uniforms. I saw a male teacher there on Saturday. Very disturbing. Apparently, the trailer where uniforms are sold, uh, their male parents bringing along their female daughters to purchase uniforms while there are at least two closed off areas for changing. There are times when the young ladies are walking around half exposed. She feels that male presence should not be allowed in there. However, the male teacher in question apparently was um, delivering boxes at the time, still bad timing while young ladies are changing. There was a, Volunteer female trying to control the situation, segregating men to a different area, but not sure how effective that was. Um, wow. Here's the problem, folks, that I struggle to understand. You guys know that we have child safeguarding requirements in place. Who at the uniform school at CHSS? CHHS didn't think about this at Clifton Hunter. Yes, you may have fathers because these mothers are slack and just absent who have to take their children to sort out uniforms. But you can't be in an area where young girls are walking around half naked in their underwear or whatever, trying on school uniforms. At that age, you should not even be seeing your daughter in that type of a situation. So if you can't trust your daughter to go in there or they haven't arranged it where you have a completely separate area where she tries on her clothes properly and then comes out if she needs your approval, if you need to look at it, make sure it's not too short or whatever the situation is. It's like, who thinks of these situations? Who, who, who sets this up? Like, really? You see, this is the nonsense and the foolishness that we all have to, as parents and as community leaders and concerned people in this community, have to stand up for. This Clifton Hunter, y'all, at this point, you should have your uniform school program arranged a little bit better than this. And if this is actually what's going on, I am flabbergasted that no one has spoken out about this. Okay, this is just ridiculous. Get it together. Right? Because now when we have to post this up, the, the people go, oh, Sandy don't like us, blah, blah, blah. It has nothing to do with that. We just have certain expectations of you. And the expectation is that you all need to do a better job at protecting your children. My God. Sometimes the foolishness that you hear, right? I don't even know what to say. Y'all are just slack. Y'all need to get it together. I'm trying to, um, I'm going to post this up. Give me a little bit of time because I'm still trying to figure out this, this Samsung phone. I can't figure this thing out to, good Lord. Why does Samsung have to make my life so complicated? Make it easy. Be an iPhone. Oh, gosh. All right. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Did I just do this right? No? Okay. 
Um, good morning to Miss Olive. Miss Olive says, not all Jamaican parents. I have three boys and three girls, and I've never laid a finger on them. Me and my girls have had great relationships up to today. They're adults, some married, some not. Uh, now, if they have their bedroom issues, they're coming straight to me. I even feel uncomfortable sometimes, but they trust me. As for my sons, yes, they get a couple of whipping because boys will always be boys. Mm-mm, what a mess. Um, Debbie says, I agree with you. Not all parents, some. Um, this person says, oi, oi. Not because the father's involved in a child's life means the mother is slack. At least I sure ain't. And so-and-so, they need the child's dad has taken her to buy uniforms, shoes, et cetera, without me. No, I mean, let me rephrase that because y'all getting up in your feelings today. What I'm saying is, if you have to go take children to try on uniforms and you are the father, do you not have enough common sense to know what the protocol is? I mean, if you've been doing it this long, is this your first time doing it? And you don't know that you should be sitting there looking at little half naked little girls? Do you not know that they're in there trying on uniforms? Like what, what would be the excuse? I don't know, boy. Mm -mm. Uh, this person also says people ought not to be so trusting, trusting uncle, nothing. An ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. People have expectations of others based on who they are, but that's plain silly. We will continue to make victims of our children. It's quite sad, really. Mm -mm. All right. Um, somebody messaged, say that they have a missing bird. Um, okay. Hot mess. Uh, it looks like it's a missing parrot. Um, all right, let's give a big shout out to NRA. Uh, we've been getting a bit of rain, folks, in case you haven't noticed. And so what that has meant um, is that a lot of areas are flooded. In fact, in one area in Prospect, someone messaged me yesterday off of Mangrove Avenue. They've had substantial rain where, you know, they're having to stand in water in order to get into their yard and to get to their door. Um, you know, Cayman is very, very low lying. So you know what that means. Um, if you're purchasing property, you're building property, now that rainy season is here, this is the week to go around and look at your property because you want to see how the water is getting in and out of your communities. If we get enough rain, everybody came out underwater. Don't worry about that. I mean, if we get a cat five, we're all underwater. So we, we're not saying, you know, go out in a cat five to see. We all going to be doing the same thing in boats, trying to figure out how to swim and paddle. But when you get the amount of rain that we've had right now, there's some areas that are really, really impacted. For example, um, Newlands, the gully, you know, those areas are traditionally underwater. Uh, somebody, you guys know, I used to live down in um, Newlands many, many years ago. 
And boy, I tell you what, one little bit of water and you had to like literally be trying to like swim through certain areas. Prospect is a known area that floods all the time. You couldn't get me to buy a house or a piece of land in Prospect. I hate to tell you. I don't care how many million dollar condos they try to put up. It's like, eh, no, honey, chill. It's very, very low lying. And they're very, there's like pockets of area where you're always going to have an issue. So someone says that MP Turner has addressed the issue with the NRA. Um, well, apparently I've got video last night where the problem still persists and it's still going on. So we did reach out to the NRA on behalf of people down in Mangrove. And they have indicated that um, they will, you know, they tried, whatever they tried didn't work. And so now they're going to have to go back into that area and actually um, try to uh, pump it out. So they, I think they went in there and tried to clear out a drain. Uh, that didn't help very much. They have to physically send a truck in to pump the water out. And here's the thing. The forecast is more rain is coming. So, folks, let me see what the weather looks like outside. I haven't even opened up my window today. It's a rainy day. That's Somebody asked me earlier, what's the weather report? The weather report is calling for rain, more rain, and more rain again. Make sure you're doing things like clearing your drains. Um, you know, make sure the, the uh, what's the, the gutters on your house? Clear those out. You know, standing water is going to breed mosquitoes. So try to address any standing waters that might be occurring. I saw the mosquito truck down in um, our area last night, um, driving around, trying to do what they can do. I mean, at this point, I don't know how much the mosquito trucks actually help. But again, um, you know, be very, very cognizant of what it is you can do to try to facilitate, you know, any pockets of water standing water that you may have in, around your yard and in your neighborhoods. More rain is coming. Uh, let's see if we have a, a forecast, a weather forecast here. Let's see. I think they send, they sent out the weather report early in the morning. So here's your weather and climate report from the Cayman Islands National Weather Service. Let's see what they got to say for themselves. Um... Uh, that's for August 22nd. So that was yesterday's report. They give you the readings and the value. Uh, what's predicted is what I need. That's not in this. Do they not send out the predicted, like the, the daily predictions anymore? Like what we can expect, high tide, low tide, all that kind of stuff? Why don't I see that anymore? Uh, huh. Um, where is that? That's That doesn't exist anymore? Anyway, I can tell you that definitely... We have rain coming. Let's see. So um, for today, today's forecast, it's on their website apparently. You're going to have thunder showers. Mm -hmm. um, temperature 80 degrees um, is a low. Max is 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds are um, 10 to 15 knots coming out of the east to northeast. Slight to moderate with a wave height of two to four feet. Uh, afternoon thunder showers, evening isolated showers, and into the night more isolated showers again. So I think that's pretty much rain off and on all day today. The do they give you a forecast after today? I don't actually see that on the website. But anyway, um, weekly forecast. Let's see. Um, the weekly forecast. So we've got 
Wednesday, Thursday, more showers, uh, likely isolated showers again tomorrow. Thursday, Friday is partly cloudy. So it looks like it dries out a little bit um, going into the weekend, but then not really. Isolated showers for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So the rain is here, folks. It's just that time of year. Um, you know, do what you can to protect yourself. Um, it helps with the heat a little bit, which is a good thing. But, you know, the this, the flooding and stuff can be a bit of a nuisance um, for some people as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me see here now. Um, hello, George Fullerton. How are you? Uh, Eliana says Windsor Park. Okay, for now, they should be blowing out those drains. Um, so Finia says, Sandy, some, uh, some other, these, some of these parents are to be fully blamed. Um, you know what? Uh, no one is to be fully blamed, but the perpetrator. But I would say that, um, you have to take some responsibility, even if you're willfully ignorant. Don't be willfully ignorant. Y'all know that this is not a nice world a lot of times. And children don't yet know that. So try to protect their innocence as much as possible. So Angela says water and more water, rain and more water, rain time for the water booth people. <laughs> um, Alejandro says John Foster would say, uh, wear your shades and flip-flops this morning. <laughs> you are so wrong. Everybody used to make fun of John saying he was always getting the weather wrong. So Alejandro was saying he would be telling you, wear your shades and flip-flops, and then it's raining. Uh-uh. And of course, to Perla's point, please, please, begging you to drive safely. Give people space. On the roadway. All right. Squasher, the parrot is missing. He looks like a gray, a gray parrot. Is that what they call these ones? <laughs> I'm just saying that because he's he's gray. Um, if you see a, this parrot in uh in East End, got out of his cage last night. Um, please uh let the owner know or contact us. We'll put you in contact with the owner. His name is, I guess it's a name, uh, he, I should say, is uh, Squasher, missing this morning. African Grey. Thank you, Barbara. All right. Beautiful bird. Gone missing. Flew away. Um, someone said that um Sandra that's my aunt's house people need to get their facts straight lightning hit the effing house okay i think that's what his name said the cell phone was plugged into the wall and she was on it but the house is gone my aunt and cousins have lost everything her being on her cell phone jack s to do with it had jack okay the fact that lightning hit the house the actual house and they're at the hospital. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we get that, that it was a lightning um, strike. So this person says, preach, Sandy. That was earlier. 
If I find him, I'm keeping him. How about the parrot? Oh my gosh. <sighs> uh. All right. This person says she was watching. What? That's the wife? That's the sister? Oh, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, really? So the wife is here watching on Facebook. Somebody caught her watching on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Huh. Poor you. Mm -mm -mm. I hope you got the memo, honey chow. We know who you are. And um, we know who your husband is. And you need to stop protecting the child molester. Hmm. It's interesting. You have time to sit down and watch people show. Mm. I see. What a mess. Poor thing. You're lucky we not call your name yet this morning, ma'am. But it's only a matter of time. I do hope you know. Um, all right. Hi. Uh, Everton says, when you get some time, the Spanish women's soccer team won the World Cup. And look what that official do. Kiss that woman on the lips. No ears apologizing. That's the problem with us men. They always want to find some way to take advantage of women. Check it out. And you see the outrage around the world that happened to that woman. What? Who kissed a woman on the lip? Listen, y'all just don't understand. Um, times have changed. Y'all can't be kissing boys, men, women. Remember, remember the the religious leader. What was he? The the monk guy, whatever. Talk, tell that little boy he wants him to kiss him on the lip. Listen, jeez, I'm peace. What is wrong with you people? Ugh, disgusting. I can't even. Ah, yeah, yeah. What a hot mess. Y'all are just, y'all need Jesus in the worst kind of way. All right, folks. Um, let me just see what else is coming in here on the um on the news. Ay, yay. So we have several systems out there that are being watched. I think most of them so far are staying away from us. Uh, nothing to really worry about. But tis the season. The tropics are getting more active, and we want to ensure that we are vigilant as always. So this little bit of rain should remind you all of the necessity to, um, you know, clear out stuff around your house, make sure you don't have any flying debris and all that sorts of stuff, because September now, September the 10th, is the peak of hurricane season. That's when they've had the most storms. And, um, you know, we have to be really, really vigilant. So the National Hurricane Center, um, 37 minutes ago, did indicate that they are watching systems. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Is this Miss Sandra? Yes, there. Hello. Um, hi, my, good morning. My name morning. is Wade O'Neill Brian. Yes, sir. Um, 
there's a video on me of my road ringing a doorbell asking for vacant rooms. Yes. Um, I was wondering if you could take that down because I meant no harm. I live in the neighborhood and that was just a road over. I know I knew a broad daylight. And I know she said I had a wrench in my hand, but what piece of paper I crush up. Oh, okay. Um, can I can I ask you uh, what what did you say your name is, young man? Dwayne O'Neill Brand. Dwayne, let me ask you a, a message. Were you going around to more than one person's door knocking? Because somebody yes. else sent a uh, message. For a friend, a friend is asking. A friend is a friend said, Dwayne, I I need I want to move out of my out of my um people and please go stay with some mm -hmm. friends. So like, let me check. Let me check around the neighborhood for him. Mm. because let me give you a bit of advice. I mean, you sound pretty young, right? And um, yeah, 21. you're 21. Okay. Times have changed in Cayman for reasons that, you know, um, people are not as trusting anymore. So let me, let me yeah. tell you what one person, not just that video, but let me tell you what one person said, sent to us. One person says, hi, Miss Sandra. Um, I just want to send this message here and not in the comment section because I want to remain anonymous. I know people in the comments are saying that the man might just be really looking for a place to rent. I'm not judging anyone, but I found this really concerning because the same man went to our house, just entered past our gate and into our screen porch and asked if there's a vacant room in our house. At first we said, no, it's a house and a family lives here. So he left, but I kid you not. He came back four consecutive weeks asking the same question. I would, I would understand if he forgot about us maybe the second time, but four times, it was very alarming. So, so let me finish to tell you what the person said. So the last time he went to her house and asked again, we told him that, no, there's no vacant room or apartment in her house. And if he comes back again, we will call the police. I just think I should let people know. Ooh. I mean, this is what somebody, this is what somebody said that you kept going back to their house, asking the same question again. And people find this no, to be very, they very particular. Not that particular house, you know. This is somebody else. That's why I was asking you if you go to other people's homes. No, Miss, I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. Why? What if, if somebody, if so, Miss, you see, if I mm -hmm. went somewhere a second time, I would take a break, like a one month break, just to see if any, if anybody move out. Then I would go back. But I'm not going nowhere for executive time. That kind of stupid, honestly. Yeah, but what I would suggest to you, right? Just take, take this advice is there's no reason why you should, you should be going around knocking on people's doors, asking them if they have a place to rent. That's not how it's done anymore. I mean, that hasn't been done That's in 10, 15 years. Internet. I, use, I use the internet. Yes. What you do is you go on places like EK trade. If you have social media, Instagram or Facebook, you post it up there. Sometimes people reach out to everything three, four, five, or even to us to say, Hey, I'm looking for an apartment to rent. Here's my budget. I need NAU, I need this, I need whatever, and we'll post it on your behalf. It's not a good idea going around knocking on people's doors anymore. We do not live right. in that era where you can do so without people feeling suspicious, especially if you walk around with tape in your hand and other stuff. People are like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that would be the best advice that I would give you is you need to be careful not to get yourself into any issues with other people or to even appear to be in the mix with anything. Understand? Yeah. Yeah. And lots of stuff is posted. Somebody just said there are lots of apartments for rent on Marketplace that you can certainly um, check out as well. Yes, ma'am. All right. Take it off for me, please. Okay. 
Thank you, uh, sir. So it will come now. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna speak to the young lady who sent it in, and I'll have a word with her. But everybody has heard your explanation now that you were not up yeah, to anything. If you read the comments, if you, huh? Yeah, I mean everybody has heard your explanation this morning. Okay. Well, well I I on the radio or something. Yeah. Yes, I just said to you, welcome to the program. You you do know I have a talk show in the mornings from 7.30, 10.30. And I just said, welcome to the program. You didn't know you were on radio? I did say oh. it when, when I answered the but, call. Um, um, I got a payment now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Please, please make it come down. Cause I don't need, I don't need out no, no social media. That Like who robs some, who breaks into a house, bro? They like with no mask. Well, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Who knows? All right, my dear. Thank you very much. I know I said to him, welcome to the program. Hmm? Y'all not even paying attention. What a hot mess. Uh, don't put yourself in harm's way, though, because, listen, it, it is a Seymour having a laugh. He's laughing out loud. It is what it is, right? People are not as trusting anymore. And um, Andrea says, what is wrong with people going asking? Because a lot of them rent their houses. They want to hide their ID because they want, they just want to be cruel. Um, no, there's a lot of people who do not want you to come knocking to their door um, unless you have a reason to do so. And if somebody has told you they do not rent, they don't have a room for rent, then they don't have a room for rent. If people have a room for rent, Andrea, they have a million ways to advertise it. They don't need people coming knocking door to door to find a room for rent. And if, if, if a friend specifically tells you, okay, at this address, they have rooms to rent, then that's different. If you go there knowing that that's a location, just randomly knocking on people's doors, asking about you have rooms to rent. You're lucky somebody not come out there one machete yet. Mm -mm. Don't do it. That's the best advice. So Finya says, Sandy, take your time with the little guy. <laughs> I tried. I did try, honey, Jill. A hot mess. Um, hmm. A mess. Anyway, um, okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. So this person says he's sketchy. This is the person who sent in the video. He's sketchy and I don't care about his explanations. Two other girls called me last night. They spoke, uh, they spoke him out. He has a house that he lives in with his mother that's nearby them. So it's not like he's homeless or desperate for somewhere to stay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Everton says, how about this? Don't you guys have a sign that you can put up in your yard or somewhere that's visible? It says room or house for rent. That's what we do here. Everton, if you have a place for rent, believe me, it's not going to last long and people know about it. That's not an issue. You can't just randomly go around to people's houses knocking about the, if they have a room to rent. Kara says this is more than sketchy, and I agree. Something that's settling right with this whole situation. Everton says, if you don't have a rental agent, put a sign in your door so people aware they have a place to rent, and then this wouldn't happen. This isn't happening with most normal people because most normal people know you don't go knocking, just randomly knocking people's doors, talking about if you have a room to rent. No. 
People have rooms. If you go in EK Trade, there are literally hundreds of rooms for rent, hole in the wall for rent, bed for rent, bed space. So, yeah, there's no shortage of ways to advertise that, Everton. You don't even have to put a sign in your um, in your yard. Miss Juanita, good morning. Miss Juanita says, good morning, K-Man and classmates. Uh, be good to the teacher now. Sandy, I would like to send you a special happy birthday greeting to my daughter today. Uh, may God bless her for many more. Thank you. You're most welcome. Happy birthday. Uh, Wanda says he said he wanted it for someone else, not him. Again, even worse, you're going to go around knocking door to door asking for a place for your friend? Mm, not today, Doc. Mm-mm. De Debbie says that's not normal. I agree. It's fishy. Well, true, because I wouldn't go around knocking on anyone's door. That's back in the day. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. I'm sorry, but eh. I mean, do y'all not know this by now? That's what I'm telling him. I'd ask him how old he is because if you're 15 and have no life experience, maybe you don't realize how you like creep people out when you're knocking at the door. I don't care if you're wearing a mask or not. Don't don't come knocking to the door. Oh, honey, child. I tell the police don't even knock on my door. I don't want y'all knocking either. Stacy says he said his friend needs a place to rent, so he was asking for a friend. We heard him. Natasha says. Even when you aren't renting, people are under the presumption that all homeowners in Windsor Park are renting. But this isn't Windsor Park. I can't remember where this young lady lives, but she doesn't live in Windsor Park. I think she lives like Prospect or something. So this not Windsor Park. Mm -mm. And keep going around the same neighborhood? Mm, it's sketchy. Um, people, somebody said people are not taking any chances. Hope it's for girlfriend, says <laughs> Ramsey. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't know. Uh, Everton says, I bet you he will not do it anymore. Now that you see him are famous, probably not. Jessica says, facts. Jessica, I love that picture. Looking sexy in your little black dress there. Kara says, with tape and a tool in his hand. Come on now, sketchy AF. Audrey, good morning. Sorry, but once your yard is fenced in, turn your pit bulls loose. <laughs> Ms. Audrey says, um, turn the pit, pit bulls loose. Oh, my God. Um, listen, in the United States of America, you pull into someone's driveway and you getting shot and killed. Thank God K-Man is not as bad as America. We're not there yet. Um, but you best believe that, um, yeah, you're not pulling up. You go ring the, the wrong doorbell and you happen to be a black man. You're not wearing a mask. Americans shoot you through the door and still killing you. Mm-hmm. Remember those cases a couple months ago? All right, so National Hurricane Center Deputy Director Jamie Rome is providing updates on the tropics, uh, keeping an eye on everything for us. Let me see if I can um, get this little update loaded up. Give me one quick second here while I quickly multitask and get this done for y'all. One second, honey, chill. Uh, Jonathan says door front inquiries are a common occurrence where I live, but it's understandable. 
in the Cayman of today that some, particularly the vulnerable, would feel uncomfortable. Where do you live, Jonathan? I'm curious. Uh, we use the chair now, not pistol, says Everton. <laughs> oh, the chair stuff has just gone. Oh, it's gone viral, honey chill. It's gone viral. Um, let me just see now where this forecast update is. Let's get uh, the latest. This was posted 49 minutes ago. Good morning, George. George says one has to be careful of these unsolicited visitors. Someone knocked on my bedroom window, waking me up from my late morning nap to ask for rental. Mm -mm. Hot mess. Here's your weather update, folks. Tropics getting active. Mm -hmm. National Hurricane Center. Thanks to them for keeping us updated. And uh, here's what's going on. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Any minute now. There we go. Welcome back, everyone. We're coming to you a little bit early today to update you on some changes with respect to Tropical Storm Harold. And I want to start with Harold? the radar here because this the is important for the from? narrative. If you look in the radar here, you can really see this uh, tightening uh, circulation. And this is a Harold? little bit to the north okay. of where we were previously tracking it. And it's also based off latest observations a little bit stronger. Now 50 miles per hour. Uh, maximum sustained winds. But given its close proximity to land, it's probably going to make landfall here in another hour or so. We don't expect significant additional strengthening, so not anticipating a hurricane to make landfall. That said, you can see these really heavy rain bands are starting to move onshore the southern Texas. Uh, by the way, I had no idea about Harold, but it goes to show you how quickly the tropics are, are moving. Harold actually moved inland over south Texas um, this morning. So this is the update on that. What a hot mess. Coast, these will sprayed, uh, spread uh, heavy rains and um, in gusty winds, tropical storm force winds. And if we shift over to the, uh, the cone graphic and the watches and warnings, you can see um, the area in blue. So I think the center is probably gonna make landfall a little bit on the north edge of this cone, but more importantly, focus on this blue area, which is the area that could receive the tropical storm uh, winds. This is a great example of the importance of the watches and warnings and understanding the impacts from these tropical systems. So not focusing on the cone, but on the warnings. And you can see uh, the tropical storm force winds and the tropical storm warning basically from Brownsville northward covering uh, Corpus Christi. San Antonio, Austin, and Houston, right now you're largely out of this particular threat. Shifting to the rainfall, uh, this is the, the rainfall uh, forecast. This area um, in green, uh, two to four inches. The system's just moving really, really fast. So that's going to limit the rainfall potential. That said, uh, as these rain bands move ashore in the next couple of hours, you could get uh, hazardous driving conditions. So not a great day to be out and about. If you do have to be out driving in this area, just be sure to be very, very, very safe and don't drive through flooded roads. Same with storm surge. This is not a big storm surge event. Uh, generally one to three inches along the southern Texas coast. This will probably be, uh, it's probably happening right now this afternoon with the, uh, the high tide, uh, one to three feet. So not a big flood maker, but again, not a good day to be at the beach owing to the dangerous surf condi conditions, uh, wave action and potential rip currents. Now we have to shift gears over to the east so we can pick up Franklin. Mm, mm. So we have uh, Tropical Storm Franklin, um, not as organized as it was yesterday. Uh, so we don't, again, don't definitely headed away from rapid us. intensification. We're not forecasting this to become a hurricane. Mm. 
All right. So, so far, nothing in our immediate vicinity. Thank you very much for joining me on this Tuesday. I'm Brian Shields. I want to get right to some of the changes in the life-threatening flooding on the way. Now, one thing that has happened overnight mm -hmm. as I've been tracking this, this has slowed down. That could lead to higher rain totals. This also, the, the bottom Island. edge of it with some of the wind shear, that's kind of filtering into my friends in Aruba, Curacao, and Bonaire. I've been watching you all night going back and forth with you in the comments. I want to get to that. I want to get to the models, the winds, and okay. the rain, of course, with this crazy That's totals frankly. and look down the road bermuda canada talk about that in tropical storm herald that is also out there i'll get to all of that in this video now here's aruba curacao bonaire here's the thing the system is it looks like it's coming to the south it's not uh just this there's clouds they go all the way up to the top they're way up high in the atmosphere with that the top layer of clouds is getting blown off and kind of drifting into this direction that's why we've had the rain in aruba we've had flooding please be safe my friends in aruba curacao bonaire i've been watching northern colombia extreme northern venezuela as well got you covered been watching some of the rain as well in parts of venezuela this morning as i get to the north the center of this is actually somewhat over here not all systems are symmetric they're not all perfectly round and this is one of those for sure so here's haiti the dominican republic puerto rico we've seen some gusty winds at times the lead all right, so thankfully, Franklin, no threat to us, headed um, what they call the ABC Islands. Um, and of course, Venezuela is getting some rain from that. But the point really, folks, right now is um, things are heating up, right? So please be prepared. Have your hurricane plans um, ready. Have your list. Know what your contingency plans are. If you have pets, elderly people in your home, children, you know, what are you going to do in the event of a category one, two, three, four, or above? What's the plan? Always plan. That really is the key here. So hopefully um, you guys will be prepared and um, ready in the event of, of, you know, listen, the last couple of years, we haven't had a hurricane. We've had a tropical storm and the tropical storms did significant damage, pulling up trees and you know, uprooting trees, falling on people's homes and all sorts of stuff. So um, be careful, folks. Make sure that you are, um, that you are uh, cutting down limbs and stuff around the house. You're shaking down, you're cooking at trees. Um, have somebody come and take all those down for you. Um, so yes, makes sense. All right. Um... Let me just see what else is going on. We have about 15 minutes remaining in the program. Um, so someone is going to send me uh, some footage of the fire in East End this morning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, let's talk about this um, Cuban uh, Honduran boat, Honduran fishing boat for a minute. I've been getting a lot of calls about this. You guys would have seen on as. Uh, Sunday, yes, yesterday's Monday, Sunday, that we posted a photo of a Honduran fishing boat that was um, pulled down by the, um, I'm told that's the Cayman Islands Coast Guard boat. The name of the boat is Lady Joyce. Uh, she's owned by a man by the name of, hold on one second, yeah, no, I think he's a Baden. Uh, what his name is again, Honey Chill. Mm -hmm. Hold on, let me check my sources here. Um, I even have a picture of him with a dolphin, honey chill. Anyway, um, the guy, 
um, owns this boat. I got more pictures. Hold on. When you, when you, you know, I, I hear a lot of people in Cayman love to um, have these fishing boats. They think that they can make all kind of money. Anything that comes from anywhere, but particularly certain countries, and I hate to tell you, Honduras is on the list of suspicious countries. Okay. When you come in from Honduras, you can expect to be scrutinized a little bit more than ordinary, especially on a fishing boat, a fishing vessel. Because yes, those guys will take stupid chances and try to import stuff. So here's what the streets are saying. The CBC authorities have not officially said anything as yet, but y'all know we got sources in the streets, honey chill. We got sources everywhere. RCIPS, don't call me about who my sources are because I'm going to tell you about your backside again. Okay? Don't be insulting me now. You don't get to know um, who my sources are. All right. So, um, the um, boat is alleged, here you know, straight from Honduras. Oh, it brings in cargo, mostly seafood from Guanaja. Oh, well, when I say fishing, that's what I mean, seafood. Do they not fish for the seafood? Where do they get the seafood from? Not out of the ocean? <laughs> All right. Brings in car cargo, mostly seafood from Guanaja. Anywho. Um, mm -mm, hot mess. All right. So here we go. We are told, sources telling us, that this vessel was pulled down for, hold on. Where's my next message here? Um, four kilos of cocaine and $80,000 in cash in $20 notes. Oh, it's from the fish factory. Okay. Uh, this person says they've been coming here for years and were almost the only vessel allowed to bring here during the pandemic. One of the few that were allowed to come here um, from the fish factory. Well, honey, chow. Um, this is uh, interesting. Because, um, yeah, how many kilos? Four kilos? How much is that? Like in money. Anyway, it sounds like a lot of drugs to me. I don't really know what a kilo looks like. But um, four kilos sounds like a lot. And $80,000 um, in $20 bills? Hmm. Who brings in $80,000 in $20 bills? I'm sure that's not how people paying for the fish. Anywho, Lady Joyce... You might be in trouble, honey, chill. These are the guys. Um, they have them under arrest. We expect an official report today from uh, CBC and the RCIPS, I guess, whenever they get around to having someone type up the press statement. But, you know, we bring you the news first here on CMR. We can't always wait for the police, although we know they get up in their feelings. Oh, who told you about that? We need to know your sources. No, you don't. You just need to do your job. Do your job. And I wouldn't have it if you did more of your job and stop focusing on me, you know, <laughs> I might not have any crime to report after a while. Um, so Jim says, and this surprises who? <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Like I said, I hate to tell you, but unfortunately, uh, you know, the Honduran boats have to be searched a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey, child. I'm CBC officers earning their keep and Marine 
unit there from the um, Coast Guard. Good job. Well done. Yes, uh, Scott, I love him. I love that weatherman. Um, he is the best. Uh, yes, Johan, we're live until he said, you still live? You know we're live till 1230. I mean, till, till 1030. 10 more minutes to go. Um, Alejandro says, I suspected they needed some assistance to get rid of it. Wonder who would respond first. Maybe the truth is right in front of her eyes. Hmm? Say what? I don't even know what you're talking about right now, Alejandro. But okay. Another car crash in the bushes by Red Bay Primary School. Lord Jesus. Folks, the roads are wet. That means your car might go sliding a little bit more than usual. Stop running into light poles. Stop running into the bushes. Give yourself some room. Slow down. It's not going to kill you to slow down. It might kill you when you speed up. Okay? All right. I'm talking about the boat we just talked about. Suspicious, right? I still don't understand the point. All right. So we'll have official word on exactly how much. But yes, from yesterday, people are saying. And I've had people contact me. Who like Sandy, my cousins are on that boat, my family members on that boat, Wahani Chell, they may now be formally under arrest. Everybody, all the men may have been um, complacent in some way, shape, or form. So you might have a problem. Your cousin might be spending some time in jail. Mm -hmm. Let me do a big shout out, please, to the good folks over at um, the Hibiscus Spa. Uh, these ladies are amazing. Jim Maurer, you've got a fabulous team over there. The spa manager, I had arranged yesterday to do um, a couple's massage for Marlon and I to just get away and enjoy the birthday vibes. And so they actually have a couple's room. You guys got to go book it and check it out. It has a whirlpool and stuff in it. When you got sore muscles, it's nice to get in there and have it just work on those muscles for you. And then you've got two tables right next to each other so I can listen to Marlon snoring and he can listen to me snoring when we get our massages done. Fabulous team. They had a nice display for me. Um, happy birthday cake. Oh my God, it was delicious chocolate cake. I had too many sweets yesterday, but it was really, really good. Happy birthday, Sandy. Um, a nice little miniature bottle of Prosecco. I made Marlon drink the whole thing because y'all know I don't really drink. And um, yeah, it was it was fabulous. So um, thank you so much. They are just amazing. We were actually going to do a cabana at the beach, but I'm, I took a rain check on that. I'll do that another time. It's nice to just relax on the beach and hang out and, you know. Um, but child, by the time we finished, it was so hot in the day and I was really hungry. Like I needed some real food. I'm like, oh, I haven't really had any real food since that bread food early in the morning. And I was starving, honey chill. So, um... We went and had a little late lunch as well. So um, thank you so much. They always provide amazing service. Uh, like I said, the spa manager there and her entire team, um, Yarlin is her name, do a phenomenal job. Um, you know, they come out and personally greet you. They all got together and sang happy birthday for me. You guys are fantastic. Thank you to the Weston. And thank you to, in particular, 
all of the amazing staff at the Hibiscus Spa. Really, really um, appreciate the phenomenal job that you do and the excellent service that you offer, quite frankly. Yeah. So, buenos dias, Miss Alba. Um, Alejandro says, poor Marlon, lit on his own. Sandy, you bad, yo. You fixed him after that. Oh, my gosh, Alejandro, try and behave yourself. Um, yes, I'll let him drink the, the glasses of wine and champagne and whatever for me. And he doesn't really drink. Oops, he doesn't really drink either, to be honest. But I made him drink it yesterday. I'm like, here, you have this. Celebrate my birthday in style. Now I'll be celebrating straight into the end of the month. I'm going to take the whole rest of the month. Heck, I might even take the whole rest of the year for myself. Every month I'm going to do something to celebrate me. Um, I got some birthday presents that I still have to open. Thank you to everyone. Um, I actually need to go collect a present from West Bay Road. Somebody messaged me on Friday. Sandy, I haven't forgotten. I just need to come <laughs> and collect my present. So I will do that. Um, I had someone made me a handmade candle. It looks like a little bag and it smells amazing. So I did not even know that she made candles, but I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to it. All right. This is another, what kind of situation this is? There are about five of these boats on a canal front lot and prospect on prospect drive that people in the community complain about every day. They're literally living on the property with porta potties and tents uh, smoking weed, playing dominoes to all hours of the night, which from what I gather is against the planning law, but the owner does nothing as they believe the owner of the land is one of the owners, including the lady Joyce. Many of these people are here without permits, but immigration does nothing. Oh, that's interesting. Um, can you get me the address of that location? And, um, we will get immigration to do something. Hmm. Now, there's somebody in court this morning. I need to try to get the DL on this situation um, because my next expose, which may happen tomorrow, is about those of you who are breaching these um, work permit infractions when you definitely know better. I don't give anybody an excuse. But I could see how some people, um, mm -hmm, how some people might have an excuse. Those of you who don't have an excuse, you are so not getting a blind from me. I'm going to come down on you with Thor's hammer. When you sit on a board, for example, and you own a company that is being investigated and being fined and has immigration infractions, you should be ashamed of yourself. And so when I have to expose you, please don't take it personal. And that's that's going down today in court. Hmm. Y'all wait for it. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got the address. Thank you very much. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we'll send this immigration right now. Tell them to get on it and do their job. Okay. Um, thank you, George, for the birthday greetings. Johan says Don Marlin Hill is the strongest man in the Cayman Islands. Hashtag facts. Mm -hmm. 
Salvin says, is the service you go for at the Westin specific to you because they're mindful of the feedback or is this? No, I mean, listen, I've gone to the Westin for years, many, many years, and I have not had bad service there yet. And I see how they treat other people and, you know, they keep the bathroom facilities immaculate. And so I don't think that it's unique to me. They're just, I think their spa manager is like amazing. Um, and even when she's not there, if she knows that you're coming, she's going to make sure that you have a very, very warm welcome. So no Salvin. I mean, I know y'all think that people roll out the carpet, the red carpet for me just because it's me and they're afraid of CMR. But um, some people are just providing really good service, to be honest. So I'm going to go with that. Um, Sandy, please see my comment above for September 15th. Okay. Uh huh. Uh, your comment above. I don't see it. Oh, Central. What plans do you have for Central America Independence Day, is September 15th? Please don't wear Mexico. Wear a Honduras shirt. I will not be celebrating anybody's Independence Day, but my own. Okay, honey child, 10 seconds. Radio folks, social media folks, we're ending on time today. Y'all have an absolutely beautiful day. Please be safe on the roadway. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 